Hi, and welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons homebrew campaign, courtesy of Tabletop Notch. I am happy to tell you that A Peek Beneath the Veil goes live every Sunday at 7pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. Already aired episodes can be found on both our Twitch and YouTube channels. You can also catch those episodes right here in podcast form, updated every Tuesday. But let's get down to business. It is time for Orba to take you to Antisuyu to enjoy this chapter of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tabletop Notch. Tonight is going to be episode, chapter, I'm going to say episode, it's chapter, <laughs> I love when you say both. 57, episode chapter, chapter, episode 57. Chapter seven. Um, we left off sort of at a little camp in the East Sea region of the Ackley Grove. Mm-hmm. And the group is continuing to sort of chart their route through the woods and working their way up north. They've met a, a man who may serve as a guide in the coming days, depending on the group's sort of thoughts and opinions on him. And then we will uh, see where that takes us. Anything anyone wants to say? You got anything? <laughs> I always wait till Dread is done. You good? No, I don't. <laughs> so this episode is dedicated to Alex Trebek. We love you so much. Another fabulous host as our own. Um, In honor of him, can you say sorry and genre? <laughs> the entire so you say everything <laughs> in a question. Sorry. Yes, everything's a question. But it is also, in order to uh, stay awake, I know it's been a long weekend of festivities for most. Uh, National Cappuccino Day. Ooh. Get it flowing. That's, that's what was in this when I walked <laughs> in the studio. Like Cappuccino Cappuccino oh, right. Get it flowing. <laughs> Get it. Famous Italian phrase. Get, Get it, it flowing. <laughs> Get it flowing. Okay. And <laughs> that added. Incoming next character. One bizarre. Whenever you need. Get it flowing. Uh, it's also National Parents as Teachers Day. Ooh. Oh. I think. That so you have to be both has to be like a new one for the whole uh, quarantine thing. So that's yeah. that is a tough job Parents to do both at once. That is tough. So we appreciate <laughs> you all. Um, we also need cappuccinos. But we also appreciate cappuccinos. Yeah. <laughs> Get a teacher or a parent or both a cappuccino to celebrate right. mm-hmm. the occasion. That's yeah. a hard thing on the top. Oh yeah, oh, oh, latte yeah. art. <laughs> Love that. All idea. of us. Oh, yeah, latte oh, art. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll let you know when it's National Latte Art Day. Yay. Oh, my God. They're, they're coming. That definitely Any other thoughts? That part. No. Right. People are jiving. We're feeling good. Let's uh, throw it to the intro. Oh. And see you on the other side. Yeah, you got my vibes.
All right. Oh, yeah, it's right here. <clears throat> Welcome back. Me too. <laughs> In chapter 56, no dawdling, the party scrambled to their feet with only the light of the moon guiding us. With veggie pygmies shuffling about in all directions beneath our feet, we had only a brief moment to take stock of what was missing, especially as it became clear that some of the creatures were making a break for the river with their pilfered loot. <laughs> While Erland and Bizarra retrieved their stolen weapons, it was up to Saphira and the spellcasters to do the bulk of the damage, but after a pair of chieftains and their thorny companions reached the shoreline, it was all hands on deck to batter them back with blunt strikes and steel. When the dust settled, we were relieved to find we'd acted quickly enough to retrieve all of our belongings, and most of them in fine shape with the exception of a soggy spellbook that would require a bit of careful drying Grumbling to ourselves about the unwelcome interruption, we finished our rest, and prepared for what was likely to be a long day of travel up to the Ackley Grove tomorrow. It was only a few hours after we'd started north that we found a crossing to take us to the east bank, but nobility, or perhaps just curiosity, got the better of us when we saw a woman stealing items from a gravesite by the river. The yeah. irritable Neus had a bit of a grudge against the Ackley Elves and was looking to be reimbursed for what she felt was intentionally poor advice that had cost her a good sum of money. We didn't want to start a fight. And we didn't have a particular loyalty to either side in this situation. So we let her go. But chose not to disrupt the grave any further, despite learning that there may be some valuables buried in the dirt. The next interruption along our path came with some familiar faces. A group of bounty hunters that we'd already crossed paths with outside of Tuktu, making camp here in the woods as they worked another contract. It was hard to tell if the invitation to join them for a meal was in good faith, so we opted to mostly ignore them, even when some overheard whispers revealing that they seemed to be on the lookout for the escaped servants from the halls of transmutation. In the later afternoon, we had nearly reached the bend in the Ackley River, just outside of Des, and just as advertised, the presence of the tempests meant harsh winds and booming cracks of thunder. With each flash of lightning, varying packs of animals seemed to heed the call, heading toward the storm rather than running from it. Their level of focus made it hard for Saphir to glean any information from them, even with her speak-to-animal spell, but it seemed the tempests would soon be choosing a new warden of the grove, although what exactly that entailed was unclear. Swinging east, we continued to follow the river and look for a way past into Isi, which came in the form of another bridge, with a temporary settlement on the other side. A group of Ackley elves had relocated here after moving out of Dis, and despite their odd presence, it seemed like a decent place to make camp. Some safety in numbers. There we go. <laughs> After last night's frustrating interruption. Boom! A lot of interruptions. Woo! Those are Seamless. <laughs> also present at the camp was a human man named Dodd Zlatko, a hunter who traveled with the elves as a self-proclaimed necessary evil, who could protect the citizens of the grove from copperclaw bears, as in their culture these animals were sacred and not to be harmed by an elf. Dodd offered to guide us through the ruins of Joyrook as a way to save some time, an offer that we strongly considered given that we also wanted to skirt the border of Meal to see if we could find the spot marked on the map that we'd taken from Clemens's caravan. 
As we mulled over the possibility of taking on a hired hand, we sat by the fire and learned what we could from one of the natives, though it was hard to concentrate. After Dodd went to wash his tunic in the river and revealed a large number seven tattooed on his back. With Erlen trying to process what he'd seen and the rest of the group thinking about what story they might want to tell, we shared a meal and wondered. If we took Dodd on as a guide, would we reveal our intentions to investigate what we believe to be a soul shelter somewhere in the grove? After avoiding the region of deaths, would the tempests continue to play a role in how we navigated the forest? And was Graven relishing the possibility of blowing up Erlen's spot as the other numeral tattooed member of the camp? <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. We find out now on chapter 57 A Peek Beneath the Veil. It is done. The largest fire at the center of this encampment crackles with a vibrant energy carefully crafted stone perimeter, keeping it controlled, while allowing for an impressive blaze that provides a warmth seldom felt in the wilderness. The day is winding down, but the party spares a moment for a tale from an Ackley elf, the embers sparkling in his eyes as he leans forward and rests his chin on folded hands. Before Joyrook fell, there was a man who lived there named... Falgest. He was the son of a druid who was deeply in tune with the animal spirits, and this innate gift was passed down to him. But he was a sick man, and he abused this power, bending the spirits to his will with a corrupted dagger that he'd forged from his father's tools. Unbeknownst to his neighbors, Falgest would wander into the woods and force the spirits to fight for his amusement. It is said that their cries for help fueled his lust for power that he could not achieve amongst his peers. Many believe that it is Falgest's cruelty in this manner that brought the Tempest to pass through Jordwick, obliterating the city in their wake. And at the sort of conclusion of the story, you see Dodd, who has returned, kind of thinking for a moment, and he smiles a little bit, and he turns toward the same elf that you'd spoken to, the sort of one he was sitting with, speaking with as you came over. I have heard this story a number of times before. Uh, remind me, who was it that accused Valgest of such crimes? The Council of Jordan. Council whose prominent members included those whose life's work was tracking and predicting the tempests. The same ones who had told the citizens of the grove that Joyrook would be safe. I wasn't there, so I couldn't possibly know for sure. But I think the tempests simply weren't as predictable as the council thought. And they didn't want to be blamed for all the deaths. They needed a scapegoat. I think they found one. And the elf sort of hearing this kind of, you see kind of a quizzical look come over his face, and then a moment of kind of like, no, that can't be true, as he kind of like thinks about it for a moment. I've had others tell me that uh, those tortured spirits still 
haunt the ruins of Joyruk to this day. I've been in and around Joyruk as much as any man during my time here. I've never seen any evidence of this. The fog, you wouldn't say, is, I don't know, evidence of certainly something strange. I've seen fog before. Does not harm me when I pass through. Right, but usually fog is something that moves, something that's, you know, transitory, changeable. It's part of the weather. If this fog is stagnant, then it's likely magical. It's possible, yes. Whether or not it's, you know, spirits is a different thing. It is difficult to tell what is magic and what is not with the tempests. They pass through all parts of the grove. They leave remnants behind. Fog, weather, rain, storm. Again, difficult to say what is and is not. It could be, right? Well, certainly I, I, I don't necessarily want that to be the case if we're traveling through there, but you know. As I said, the fog so far has not harmed me. I do not believe it will harm you. Can Orba look at the elf who told the story? Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to the dagger, the magical dagger? I don't believe it was ever found. Hmm. Interesting. Cursed dagger. Yes. Details. So these ruins, um, what is it that's remained intact? Anything? Parts of structures. And Dot also kind of adds on to this. Yes, um, the roads, so lining the uh, ruins, like I said, very quick to travel through because they're fairly well maintained given all this happened. A lot of the buildings are destroyed, overgrown, other than that. Any natural landmarks in the, in the ruins? There are things that I look for, yes. Uh, there was a tower in the center of Droidruk. There's a portion of that that still stands. I look for that when I'm traveling through the fog. Some other landmarks as well, buildings that used to stand there. Natural. Mm, There are plenty of the red trees that you see all around. You're looking for something in particular? Just wondering. We can keep an eye when we go, assuming you still wish to me along. I mean, I think we could use the help. I agree. Leave in the morning then? That is fine by me. As close to first light as possible, I think, yes, to try and make as much haste as we can. Yeah, all right. And you see the acne elf kind of lean forward for a moment. Anyone else? You want a story? If you have one. I'm gonna kind of look around and see if anyone looks like they're raring to go. I've got a story. Uh, it's a personal story. I'm gonna tell you a story about me. I don't know very many stories about other people, so I figured I'd start with what I know. He sort of turns. Night Superior kind of gives him a, like the piercing stare, kind of like a, okay, um, when I was a kid, um, all I wanted to do was be a fighter, so, you know, I was 
stupid, I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I spent all my time, you know, behind bushes, pretending I had an arrow. And eventually, when I got older, I was one of the youngest recruits of um, a very powerful man who was a very good teacher. And I served under him for some time. And then I was transferred, you see, to a different unit um, where his son was in charge. And I grew up my whole life thinking, there's an order to things, you know? There's a right way to go about doing something. There's a hierarchy, there's a status quo. And you, you know, if you can fit within that thing, if you can make that thing work well enough, then you're doing something good. But unfortunately, this man, this son of my teacher, well, the apple, it, it fell far from the tree, <laughs> I suppose you could say. And, um, well, I had to make a decision that was difficult. I had to abandon what I knew, which was the only thing that was important to me and the only thing that gave me purpose. But this man, I watched as he corrupted the structure that I believed in. I watched as he let his men die. And I watched power corrupt absolutely. And so I humbled myself. And I left. And I'm still not sure where that leaves me. but I'm not helping it anymore. I'm not a part of it. I'm not a part of the, the thing that makes the system not work. I'm not at least taking orders anymore. Does the son still live? As far as I know, yes, he does. What about the dad? <sighs> Hopefully, yes. Will you kill him? That's a question. I don't want to be the arbiter of all justice in the world. I don't want to kill him. I want to bring him... I want him to stand for the wrongs that he's done. I want his people, the, the families of the men that he killed, I want them to decide his punishment. So, no, I suppose not. Will someone bring him to justice? If someone doesn't, then I will. This was a good story. Cheers, mate. Thanks. I have a story. So, I know I'm not very old, but when I was much younger, uh, my mother had access to a lot of wonderful books about magic and I would care for them and occasionally read them and it got to a point of curiosity where it became a discipline and I started to study it secretly. Nobody knew. Ah. So as I read and I got more comfortable, I decided one night to be sneaky and cast my first spell. 
and I chose a spell called Ice Knife because you only need water. You don't need to steal any components, which I wasn't going to do. Um, and uh, I could be quiet when I did it. So I put targets in the room, and when I went to cast, Ice Knife is a very um, aggressive spell of a shard of ice just wailing at the target, and I missed. I missed pretty bad, and I launched holes into furniture and bookshelves, and everything fell apart, and I was terrified. Um, and when I turned around, my mother was in the doorway, scowling at me, and I was very scared. And when she came close, she knelt down and looked at me and said, you're probably making the mistake all beginners do. You need to throw it like a ball. I expect tomorrow night when you do it again, you will get it right. And I did. And that was when I started training. This was a good story. <laughs> Thank you. I thought so too. As Bizarre kind of <laughs> You see dog kind of Well, if everyone's going to tell stories of their childhood, I guess why not? I grew up as a servant of sorts, under the rule of a certain man who was not always the kindest to my parents and I. And when I was um I'd say about 17. We were just about to have enough money to leave. The crops were good, and we could make a new life for ourselves. And we were happy about that. And just before we were about to leave and turn in our, our money to get our freedom, suddenly my mother turned sick. And it was interesting that she became so ill at that certain time, I thought anyway. My father just sent for help and thought nothing else of it. But I happened to know and find certain papers dated before my mother's illness that suspected that someone had made her ill in order to keep us around more because the doctors cost so much money. My father didn't believe me. So, me being the somewhat angsty teenager that I was and now older, probably still am, mm -hmm. I took the rest of the money, <coughs> which was only good for one person's freedom and knew I wanted more for my life than to be under someone's rule for the rest of it. And as much as it hurt to leave my family and not know what else has happened to them, I made my own way. And through a course of many interesting events, 
I'm here, still seeking my eternal freedom, but certainly on my way. So you're not free then? Not exactly. This was a good story. <laughs> Thank you. What about your dad? As much as I remember, I'd... he was still there with my mother who had passed away. I have no contact with anyone that was back there. Are you mad at him? No, because the man in charge is very influential and it's easy to be swayed by his actions and words and when it's family, you choose to believe what you want to believe. And he chose to believe that my mother became ill on her own and not believe what I have found. Did you say goodbye to him? No. Do you think he would be happy to see you again? I think so. To know I'm safe, maybe, but I'm not sure if he'd be angry with me either for taking the money and leaving him there. He might be proud that you got free. That too. So if you get your full freedom, as you said, would you go back? It would depend on my status at the time, I'd have to say. If I rise to some sort of position, possibly. If I just get out by the skin of my teeth, then I will have to move far away on my own. Either way, will be a victory, I guess. Thanks, Bizarre. Thank you for listening. Sorry about your mom. Thank you. Me too. Well, as you said, traveling at first light. Perhaps time to get some sleep. Okay. I take it, uh, I'm officially your guide. Yes. yes, how are we going about the payment? Uh, I thought we had said half and half, so we pay uh, five gold, I think it is now, and then um, five gold when we get through. This is fine. Okay. okay. How long do you suspect it will take? A day? Perhaps less? Depends where you want to leave off. You assume, I do not think you want to go through uh, the other parts of the grove. We go through EC and then loop back around to the west, yes? No, I think it's a faster way to cut... It's faster to cut through the ruins, right? Yes, that is what yes. we're doing. Oh, okay, But sorry. I assume you do not wish to travel all the way through there. You wish to get oh. out of the grove. Unless I'm mistaken. Mm. So you're saying travel the sort of border between EC and Mill and exit the grove, so we're um, east of there at the end, yes? West of If you wish. 
Like that. Is, is that the quickest route north? Deals. As I said, you can exit easy either to the east or west, depending on which way you wish to go. Would west take us back to the Aglier Grove Road? Um, I'm going to sort of pull out the map that I have just to confirm with the route that he's talking <laughs> Sure, about. and the, yeah, so your Say guy's that route that you had planned on the... What's supposed the, to be this <laughs> Yes. Um, so he's saying go... He's so he's saying go here. Yep. Up, and then back out. Yes, that. Well, that's what he was saying. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So we're still crossing the so border. We're like, yeah, then we're just he's saying you just don't want to travel all the way through there, like straight up through the... Oh, right, no, and then no, this no. will join us back to the Ackley Grove yeah, Road more to or continue. Less. Okay. What, is there a high risk of, like... Actually, I should. Is that if we do take that path and we cross kind of towards the Des side of things, does that put us in any danger of being intercepted by the storm? Uh, the Tempest will not be moving again for a couple of months at least. Okay, right, okay. Bad weather perhaps for a little bit, but. Well, then I think. The fastest route, I think, is yeah. best, yes. Yeah. Um, I have a gold. Is anybody. Able. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, well, I'm gonna throw a gold. Yes, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> if you can catch it, you can catch it. <laughs> catch it. <laughs> throw it in the river. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> you know how to swim, right? I will get ready tonight. In the morning, I will make sure to make arrangements with the Acleels, and then we will leave. Any materials we should be purchasing for you? Where are you going to purchase them? Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> Never mind. No. Do I you want one own. of those spirits? I'm fine, thank you. <gasps> yeah, where is that? Where is oh, that guy? No. <laughs> He's just, he, like, he went inside that. a tent. He's oh, he's still in that same tent? He looks like he went to bed. He's sleeping. Oh, <laughs> he yeah, might be awake when you're up there. Don't wake buddy. Fine. I'll take first watch, yeah? Okay, second. Third. Fourth is fine for me. Alright, then. Dot's sort of getting up and. See you in the morning. Good night. Good night, Jess. He turns back toward his little tent there that he had sort of on the edge of the perimeter of this sort of encampment. Thank you for the story, she'll say to the elf. And he's also sort of collecting some things. The fire ended up dying down just a little bit, starting to fly some more. The group is sort of left for a moment before he start to watch us. That route sounds okay to everyone, right? Yes. Yes. I'm... Feeling much better about the timing of everything with Dodd on our side. We may be able to make up some time, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. He seems to know what he's talking about, and I don't imagine why he would lie to us, so... Right. And pretty efficient, so... Just briefly, in case we encounter it, um, should we have some kind of a contingency plans for if, if we go into this ruin and we do see um, what we're know, a building for? we might want to enter? Do we say anything to him about it? I mean, that's what I mean. I think we should decide now. If we... If, decide if, whether we tell him? If we... If we need to go in... Um, he's our guide. I mean, we're, we're both paying him to guide us. He will wait outside if we ask, I, I mean, assume. I also would say... Is Elf still there, just sitting there with us? No, he oh, kind yeah. of got up, yeah. The, you guys have kind of moved away okay. from the fire toward your horses and equipment. I would say he seems to be a pretty isolated guy. I mean, he he's... I, I doubt that he's going to be, you know, uh, crying our, you know, story to a bunch of different people. He stays in this grove. He's been mm-hmm. here for over a decade. I doubt that, you know... If anything, we could always just give him a little more gold. Yeah. You, you mentioned that you don't particularly care about 
seeing the soul shelter, so there could be an instance where you where you and him keep a watch outside, you keep him occupied, so it's not perhaps fishy or anything. That's true, if you'd be sure, well, I can talk to anyone for a little while if you need <laughs> me to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to rest up. Okay. Get ready to go. Put your bed roll. Find a spot. Great. So this will be a long rest as this is going through. Um, You're in the encampment. Everybody give me perception checks with advantage. Yeah. Within the safe confines of the. uh, Good. Wow. Not better. I got the same. Oh. Oh my god! I just rolled a. Fetch and pygmies are stealing more of our shit, guys. Time to roll back my log here and get the stats of the Get that weird pan. I've actually duct taped everything to my body and uh, no one can touch it. Actually, I am sleeping with my bag in my bedroll, like at the bottom of it. Can I do that? Yes. Just your backpack, nothing that's in your saddlebags or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so upset. I was sick. 19. Nine. Oh, excuse me. Four. Dirty 20. Uh, wow, those were some. Oh, rough. Oh, uh, also, um, you want to do your I want exercise? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, so. Once again, general. Uh, Erland has these sort of breathing you exercises that read he Read it again? Yeah, or sure. Or sure. Want to read. Uh, when he, uh, you may. I'm going to take a few moments to quietly perform some breathing exercises. I can do this on a short rest. Um, in doing or so, or a long rest. Or during my watch, yeah. Uh, in doing so, you may roll any or all hit dice you have available. Instead of healing, add the totals to your pool of discipline. When your pool of discipline reaches 50, it resets to zero, and you may find that you gain a mastery of new sepsis skills, or an enhancement of one you already know, and sepsis skills are these sort of druidic powers. Really continuing to try and sort of master the kind of... Uh... So I'm going to use both of my remaining hit die here. Come on, baby. Oh my goodness. Ultra cocked. That was very cocked. Oh, fuck my oh, no. Okay, so it's 9, 2, 7. Feeling more disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> um, so centered. So just timeline-wise, before I do my breathing exercises, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to sort of uh, uh, go back to the fire area and okay. sort of have my watch. Yeah, it's dying down yeah, a little yeah. bit, but yeah. Um, and I would like to go over to Dodd's tent okay. uh, and see if he is still awake. Perhaps. It sounds like he has a tent and there's a closed flap, but it sounds like he's moving around. It doesn't Great. seem like he'd immediately fall asleep. Great. Um, excuse me. Missing something? Do you mind if I speak with you briefly before we all rest up? Oh, you know he kind of ducks out, lets the flap fall on. Sit. There's a couple of stumps there that he was sitting on before. You were worried about the ruins like your friend. Yes, I am, actually. Um, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. All right. When did you graduate? Oh. When did I graduate from... I'm going to sort of like, not take off my shirt, but sort of like pull my cloak a little bit to sort of reveal just the top part of the seven. So sort of show the sort of part of the tattoo. What am I looking for? We both have the same tattoo on our back. Not exactly the same, but very similar. I never graduated from anywhere. 
When did you get remission then? Graduation. Remission. I was in a group that primarily trained under a Master Howlett. Do you know the name? I do know Master Howlett. Quite well, actually. This was 15 years ago, maybe, that I was granted remission. From Master Howlett? It's not one person that decides, but yes. Did you gain your remission through field work or from specifically excelling at your training for a long time? Why are you here? Field work. Master Howlett recommended me. Well, actually, <laughs> Master Howlett recommended one of my companions or tease. I think it was after your time. But his niece saw something in me over Ortiz. This group that you travel with, they have hired you for Vilma? His niece hired me. We were all hired by her for a specific mission some time ago, a few weeks at this point, actually. And this woman is not one of these people. No. Where Our mission has ended. And yet you remain outside the monastery. She rented my services, hired me, however you want to phrase it, for an entire month. Month and a half, I suppose, but... Why would I, she do this? I honestly don't know. I'd like to think it was because of excelling at the fieldwork that I was originally hired for, but perhaps it was a act of kindness, something that I'm sort of unfamiliar with. But regardless, that all monks of atonement and are unfamiliar. I understand my position and I understand my fortune, which is why I ask you. I have about three and a half weeks left to try and find something or someone to reinforce my case for remission. As you said, one mission, one task, one suggestion, one recommendation won't do it. My first field assignments were with a couple of wealthy northerners, Dovak Ruslan and Remy Purinlay. Dovak Ruslan was a shipping merchant. He was having goods stolen from his ships near Dilosu. I was hired to investigate, sometimes provide security for the ships. Remy Puranoi hired me to be part of his loyalty committee. 
sniff out those who worked for him and those in the surrounding communities who might be plotting against him. I watched Raimi Piranoi torture men for weeks, for months. The time I spent with Raimi Piranoi made me cold-hearted and miserable. But when I applied for remission, it was his recommendation that held the most weight. He is a monster, no doubt. But he has his hands in all the right pockets. Do you regret it? Yes. We're heading to Navikapura. Is there anyone there? Is there any? Navikapura I'm not very familiar with. After I was granted for remission, I looked for a place outside of the major cities. I came here. Now I provide the service. I keep people safe. The Ackley Elves will never consider me one of theirs, but that is okay. Do they know where you trained? Not that I know. I am alone. That is what they teach you at Atonement's End. How to be alone. That is something I have come to accept. Told your companions this? Some of them know bits and pieces here and there, but. If they haven't already, I'd prefer they don't hear my story. I think that goes without saying. Do you miss it at all, Atonement's End? No. And yet you regret doing what you did for your freedom. Both of these things can be true, unfortunately. Seems we are stuck between not having anywhere to go back to and not having anywhere to go moving forward. I imagine that Raimi Piranoi is not the only way out. I'm not so much worried about working for Raimi Piranoi specifically. I do... I was fortunate that this mission, though arduous and... perhaps... though arduous... I think I was fortunate to be on the right side of history with it, if that makes sense. Then I envy you. 
What I was going to say is I know it's not going to be enough. And I don't know what I'm going to do if asked to do something that is a little hard on the stomach. And if you do or don't do this difficult-to-stomach thing, and then they don't give it to you, what then? Will you run? I think I'd rather take my chances back at Atonement's End. I didn't like it. I was good at it but I didn't like it. Did you ever have to climb block 93? I climbed block 93 more than any man before me. Difficult, they called me. I had to do it once, bit of a turning point, but I'd rather not have them yell at me from the top of the mountain again. Speaking freely is nice. Moving freely is nice. Yes. But choosing between being haunted by some sort of guilt. More field work comes up, yes. You were you left and came back and left and came back. Yes. The older you get, the less work you're given. And you would be surprised what you can cope with over time, over long enough. I do. My only fear going back is actually that I'm. I'm sort of not well. And I worry that if I go back for a long period of time, that. I wouldn't last long, not from arduous training. They're not exactly um, healers there. I know they do have healers, but they don't exactly care if you live and die. And I have a feeling that... that is mostly true. Hmm? I would say that is mostly true. And I have a feeling that whether or not I wanted to, whether or not I was succeeding in my training... I would become, as you said, rather useless rather quickly. Certainly quicker than my fellow adepts. So I just hope I'm not asked to do anything particularly evil. You can always wash the floor at the Dunman's End. There is always that. Any advice? Definitely should not take it from me. Have you met anyone else since your mission? No. There's not many, are there? They do field work often enough, but I don't see them come through here. And I don't leave very often. I suppose that's true.
I hope I am part of the 7%. I don't want to die there. As I said, I've looked at the 93% a number of times. I see their skulls in my sleep. Me too. Thank you. See you early in the morning. Sir, go back to the campfire. Where you've left us completely unguarded. Yeah, you're all dead. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa! <laughs> We're all toast. Yeah. a copper bear going through. <laughs> Time passes by, your watch ends. Anything else, something people want to do during their watch? No. Anything else? Oh, sure. I'll do. I, I don't know what the order was, but I, was I think it's... No, oh, no. Severus. Uh, it was me next, my perception check was terrible. <laughs> was there anything you wanted to do during your no. watch? Or, great, bizarre. Just perceive things. <laughs> Woken for his watch. Um, I'm going to take out the uh, cracked egg. Okay. And, uh... Gonna eat. N- like, yes. <laughs> Omelette. <It's enough. laughs> um... Never like he's sangra long Pour that on your own lap. Um very careful to not ever actually put it together. Yeah. I'm gonna kinda really study like where the marks meet up mm-hmm. and then like like sit and close my eyes and try to turn them like the the practice, like the wheels. Like the wheels, yeah. And try to oh. see if I can like line them up and Feel where they where they would go together, and then like my eyes and check, and just sure. to times. sort of get it wrote in your sort of physical yeah. memory a little bit without yeah. having to kind of look at it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Takes. I'll say. Uh, give me a dexterity check. Mystery dexterity. I didn't know I'd have to do it. Sixteen. Sixteen. Great. So you take a moment. You, you, a couple times, if you kind of put them together, and it clicks a little bit, and you're like, you wait. You do it a few times, and then finally, on like the eighth or ninth try, you kind of. Move them and don't put it all the way together, but get it close, and you can kind of tell. You can kind of feel that you have the right. And I'm gonna try to like really concentrate on my mother's face and see if I can like bring it up. Just conjure an image of her yeah. face. Yeah. Vision's kind of swirling in and out. You try to picture it, sort of. Features and at first it's kind of like a almost like a blank slate with a glides outline. You're trying to fill in the colors, the skin tone, the eyes, shape of the face. And a couple times it seems like you're sort of filling in some of the details, and then almost like shaking an etch a sketch, like it kind of resets as you try to kind of get them each time. And once again, one thing: her eye color, where face is sort of shaped up near her skull, the clothing she would wear, and it comes together just a little bit, and you put it kind of together with the image that you were seeing at Michael Ainsley's hut back in Aranchupa, and the two images kind of blend into one another. And it's it's fuzzy, it's not a perfect picture, but you, you have sort of, sort of working through the memories, you find bits and pieces of it. I'm looking at something out of focus, but it's there. 
you've all long rested. Or has had her spell book near the fire. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. It, it also, like, it was just sort of smoldering embers, but giving off a little bit yeah. of heat enough to kind of... Yeah. It's definitely getting there. It's A couple of the pages look a little warped just from the water and then the heat kind of coming back, but it looks... You know, it's a little thicker than it was before because the pages aren't all Aww. perfectly flat like they were once upon a time. And you guys begin to rise in the morning. Just a few strong gusts of wind that kind of blow in from the west as the light is just beginning to rise. Kicks up some of the tent flaps. Indicators that the storm likely rages on in the region of Des, but hasn't quite reached here or that it dies out by the time it gets this far east. The elves rise early, Orba watches as even before her sort of party mates have woken that a few of them kind of come out, see another couple of them look to start light a fire again kind of in the middle at that larger. It's not as raging a fire as it was at night, but they're getting something ready to cook. You see Daunt getting right to work, prepping for departure, comes out of his tent. He looks like he's stuffing a few leftover morsels of the rabbit that he had kind of in his mouth, and he's got it kind of hanging out of his mouth as he ties the weapons to his horse. He's got like a bow that he ties on there. And as he do so, it looks like he kind of, uh, as he's kind of getting ready, he converses with a couple of the elves. Looks like he might be explaining his imminent absence. You see him kind of go up, and you see him, you see him kind of point out to the east and sort of pat him on the chest a little bit and just explain. It seems like they're not resisting. They kind of give him a nod. He seems just sort of explaining where he might be going. Gets a couple nods, polite bows, content with their safety in the area. And then the rest of the party begins to kind of rise there as Orpus, just Did surveying things. you see the guy selling the pombas fruit? He does come out. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> Can I buy five of them? Oh, oh no. Oh my god. As you kind of go over to him and say that to him. Is there like one gold? Yes. And he goes back into his tent. And he comes out with kind of a little bushel. Five, you said. Yes, please, thank you. They're delicious. Yes, they are. Adequate. I can't wait for her to just. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Your presence is a gift. Your presence is a gift. <laughs> oh, wow. Your presence is a gift. <laughs> your presence is a gift. Yes, your presence is a your gift. Presence is no, a your presence is a gift. And Dodd kind of sees this exchange happening. You have to let them be the last one to say it. Your presence is a gift. <laughs> and he turns and moves back towards <laughs> How long did it take you before you picked up on that dog? Not very long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and continues to kind of prep his horse. And the rest of you are getting up at this time. Zorb is coming back with the with the plump of fruit. Is there any, do they have any, like, food that seems sort of communal, or? Not communal. I mean, it looks like a couple of them take some stuff out of the tent. They're sort of putting it on little sticks over the fire, a couple pieces of meat that look like they're, some of them are chewing on plomba fruits. I mean, they have some food. It doesn't look like they're offering it up to anyone, but they're (laughs) eating their own food. Uh, Would a plomba fruit be enough for, like, a breakfast? Yeah, it's a very sort of, it it almost tastes like a, yeah, it almost tastes like a kind of an unripe plum. Like, it has kind of a tough texture, but it's. It has. It's denser. It has sort of a the calorie filling. density of yes. an avocado. Very, very high <laughs> calorie density. I like that. Is that just for you or? No, it's breakfast. Oh, oh thank you. 
Thank you. Thanks. Oliver. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> do we owe you a, a cut yeah. of the gold if we find anything? Oh no! I just, I just, I just. Well, like no, to but I do think that if we find a seed, we ought to. No, but she does sit down and like look at you. Is everybody eating their yeah. plums? Yeah. Percentile rolls for. Uh, most excited. Yes. Most exciting we thing. always get so excited about the percentile. I'm going to use my inspiration for this. <laughs> that would be the same. So a primo that use of inspiration. Uh, yes. Yeah. Better than a 46. Better than a 46. Oh, boo. That sucks. Not 31. <laughs> 26. 45. Um, oh. Guys, we suck. <laughs> Did you look at them upside down or something? 18? Well, for a second I was Come like, on. 108! Come on, baby! It's 18. <gasps> no, that's uh, 61. Oh, I thought it was a 91. Everyone kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you can feel the kind of juicy... It doesn't feel like any of them have a seat. Delicious, but You can already see Orba like... Worth anything. Thank you for the meal, but... But this is so fun. I think we can find better use for our gold. <laughs> I'm not hungry anymore. Okay. okay. It's real fun. And as you guys are kind of eating, Dodd does wander over, sees you guys kind of munching on the fruits. We will set off as soon as you all are ready. You don't look it to me, but I take it you are not squeamish. No. no. Definitely no. not me. Good. Because the first area I'm going to take you through can be a bit unnerving to some. It's a part of the grove where a battle took place almost ten years ago. But the dead bodies there do not decay. It's not entirely known why, but they remain. For our purposes, however, the ground is flat and the trail is easy to follow. You will make better time on that trail than anywhere else. Do their spirits also remain? No. How many bodies would you say there were? Hundred. I line the sides of the trail for a bit of it, so but then the trail continues. You said squeamish. They're not decomposing bodies? No. So I suppose that's creepy, but I don't know why it would be gross. It's an improper choice of words, perhaps. Is this something I've ever seen or heard of before? Not necessarily. And how long since this battle occurred? More than 150 years. Well, not that it might be appropriate to do so, but... Do they have any valuables on them? Oh. <laughs> I believe others have had a similar thought. I you will find that many of them years. are uh, naked, as people have pilfered the clothes from them as well. Right. Well, that's that's that is yes. Touch them. People have said that they get strange thoughts in their heads when they touch them. Noted. Okay, I'm not touching the bodies. But once again, I've been through here a number of times. If you don't touch the bodies, we make good time through. What do the Ackley Elves believe that this place signifies? Well, it was a band of Black Lion Barbarians that had been exiled from their homes. Black Lion Barbarians are necromancers. You really expect me to walk through this forest where there are a bunch of dead bodies that haven't decayed for 150 years and expect me to believe that they're not going to come to life and try to stab me? Sounds like someone's being squeamish. Squeamish? No, I would say frightened, yes, of undead Black Lions, which we've dealt with actually before. Alright. As I said, I have taken this trail quite a few times. Alright, well... 
The people here believe that the bodies are unnaturally preserved because they are in a sort of stasis. The black lions brought necromancy to the grove, as they are known to do, like you said. But there is magic in the grove that seems to quell the turning of the undead, as you may have heard about the tempests. So, people think these people cannot fully die, nor can they turn, so they're stuck. This is what has been theorized, anyway. Did the black lions erect anything in this area? Not that I have seen. How, how well, how well has it been searched? If they've stripped the bodies, I assume pretty well. Oh, I mean for structures. I have been through all parts of the grove. What am I looking for? I don't know. This route disturbs this group more than I thought it would. We can take a slower route if you wish. I think we stick with this no. route since you're most familiar with it. I think we trust our guide, that's why we're paying our yeah, guide. Yeah, and I guess yes. we don't touch the bodies, for sure. Yep. No, I say we get moving as soon as possible. Thank you, Doug. Give me one moment to get my horse, I will let you get ready. He turns to go back towards his I mean, I trust him if he says they're not going to do anything, but that is, I mean, that's, yeah, that's odd. I've never seen anything like that before. Were you thinking when you were asking him about structures? Sorry, I'm trying to like say this under yeah, my... you can. <clears throat> You're far enough away from Um, are you... Yes. Okay. Can we help you look for anything in particular? Yes. I've never seen one before. Okay. I and didn't... It, I didn't... I just was wondering, because... I didn't know whether it would be underground because of the photo that we found. Right. right. And if anybody is... If they don't know to go looking for it, would miss it. Well, that, that would make true. more sense if... Well, it, which, Black Lion Necromancers were building one of these things rather than the Tempests. We're traveling yes. along the border, and we're just going to keep our eyes open for that tree or or a building bearing that symbol, perhaps. Anything perhaps it's not a literal tree, that it's, could a, it's a, look it's like a an entrance. design. Or any ground that looked like it's been dug up at all. That map, it does look like there's a line. I mean, the line could signify it's, either the divide between E.C. and Mill, or it could signify that... I mean, or both, that, that something's underground. Well, there's there's markers lining the borders. What if there's literally a tree, like, right sitting there. clearly exactly. between... That's true. We're going to keep our I eyes... Will, I will say also, just time-wise, why, to, to um, be clear, you guys are probably still a half day from the border. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. So, okay. so this battle saying, didn't happen at the border. He didn't say exactly, but yeah. you guys have at least a half day's travel yeah. before you get to the Isimil border. Right. Well... When we get close, we just keep a lookout for a tree or structure underground or something. Do we think it's worth showing our guide this map or no? What if we just pretend we stumble on it serendipitously? The structure, I mean? Yeah, I mean... Investigate. I say when we approach, we make the best call at the moment. If it's out there for everyone to see, then there's no problem, but we need to start searching a bit. Might need to show him. Yeah. Alright. I don't believe he has any reason to need a soul shelter. He lives out here. He's lived out here by him, with the elves essentially by himself for I a very agree. long time. But, but I, I don't think there's any reason that he'd pre- want to prevent us from doing anything either. I will say I would be comfortable showing him the map once we reach the border. I would too. Alright, I trust you. Let's go. Same evening. Um, as everyone starts moving away, I just want to grab Graven and pull him real close. Just grab his like, arm and pull him as close. As people are getting up on their horses. Yeah. yeah. 
You saw the seven? Say nothing of it. Not for my sake, for his. Understand? <laughs> and then sort of hop on the horse. Oh, brother. <laughs> Griffin's like... <laughs> did, you see, did you see? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I definitely caught a glimpse of that thing. So. <laughs> the group saddles up, and your dog kind of comes over with his horse. He waits for him. Are you ready to go? Yes. Yep. All right. Follow me. Starts to move. What is the kind of order here? It's pretty dense in the woods, so there might be right some decent them, single cause... file happening. So, Saphira first. I'll go after them. Yeah. Nerland. I'll go next. Zara. Yeah. Okay, I'll be in the rear. Fourth, Graven. You head east, but no longer following the exact path of the river. It doesn't take long at all to realize the benefits of a guide. Without the water beside you, the underbrush does an excellent job obscuring any of the trails. And the layers of fallen leaves, while beautiful in their mixed colors, they seem to cover up your horse's footprints the instant after you pass through. So a horse kind of hoof comes up and the leaves kind of flutter in, cover the tracks. As you can see, instead of shouting back to the party a little bit, it is slow moving here. It's very dense. In about an hour, hour and a half, we will reach the battle site. And it will open up some. We can pick up the pace. It uh, wears off on you after years of living here, but I remember when I first arrived thinking how beautiful the trees are. After a rainstorm, they sparkle and shine. The way the sun reflects off of them creates sort of a reddish coloration. Nature's version of standing beneath a stained glass window. Enjoy the sights. Can I kind of call up ahead? Sure, you're closer to me. Magical, these trees, are they? That would be an awful lot of magic. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, can I ask you all why you're traveling north? You don't have to tell me, but will give us something to pass the time. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't push it. Silence. <laughs> so you guys sort of continue to ride. And again, it's quiet crunching through the leaves a little bit. It's very, again, you sort of, you're weaving back and forth between the trees. You can tell you could never really pick up a good pace here. You'd constantly be kind of starting and stopping as you run through the trees. And a couple of times, kind of just trying to pick up conversation a little bit, Dodd does sort of throw out some things to the party. At one point, um, Mm -hmm. he takes a look at Orba and, you seem very young to be traveling with this group. Yep. How did you find her? On the road. I was uh, enlisted for a previous job, uh, just by happenstance. I became of use at a very um, appropriate time. She's a very talented wizard, you know. I believe that. I also just kept asking for a job over and over again until I got it. And persistent, yeah. Yeah. So you were what then? Bounty hunters? Yeah, that would be, I guess, the best description. Bit of an eclectic bunch, but yeah. And you are on a mission now? Bounty you're looking for? Something up north? We have a few leads in mind that we're chasing. You know, whether or not we'll be able to find the things that we're looking for, we'll see. Does this seem, like, performative to me, given my conversation with him last night? Like he's feigning interest? Um, give me an insight check. 
Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. <laughs> Is this a shady dude? <laughs> no, it's more like because I like I kind of told him yeah, that like you know him. how we were all together. Mm-hmm. So like whether or not he's just kind of like doing this to keep everyone off his trail, or if he has some ulterior sure. motive. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. It doesn't seem malicious in any way. You do get a little bit of the sense, just given some of the pieces that he chooses to pick at, that he might be comparing what you told him to what he's asking the party, just to see if you're on the level. Like, he's not, he doesn't seem like he's doing it maliciously, but he might be, like, possibly evaluating what you told him. See if I was telling him the truth. Exactly, yeah. Sure. You get that. Because, like, very specifically, what he chooses to say and doesn't seems to be relative to what you talked about in your conversation. Yeah. Good insight. I will also say it is unusual to see a Goliath traveling with anyone else who is not a Goliath. <laughs> Most of them travel alone. Mm. It's always good to have company. Sure. You disagree? No, I think Goliaths disagree for the most part. I don't think this Goliath well, would disagree Goliath, with you. Do you disagree? What? <laughs> What's the question? Would you rather be traveling alone? No, this... No. (laughs) See? He loves it. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) And he continues to... (laughs) No. Time passes. (laughs) The back and forth kind of weaving between the trees becomes kind of ingrained in your hips as you guide the horses kind of back and forth through the trees. And the frequency with which you have to push aside kind of low-hanging branches, it means that you guys start more and more giving yourself gaps, space between the riders, sort of avoiding pushing a branch and then having it whip back to the person behind you. So you guys are in this kind of long, single-file line as you sort of move through here, giving space for the branches to snap back into place. You're separated enough to kind of make conversation difficult, so it's a quiet, contemplative portion of this journey. You have a moment kind of alone with your thoughts. Occasionally, you'll hear a loud call from the front as Dodd kind of turns back, giving out brief instructions or articulating his moves before he does them. At one point, sort of bearing a bit to the left, and you'll see him kind of move off to the left, and everyone will follow. At one point, he kind of soft earth on the right. Watch out for that. Can He's you imagine? <laughs> you guys continue forward. And it's during this kind of quiet, serene portion as you guys are moving through that Erlen notices something. A very brief, dull flash of light. Oh no. And at first you kind of turn and look to see where it might have come from, and the flash comes again. And it's coming from your bag. Something inside your bag. Uh, it's flashing. I'm gonna pull out, I assume it's a... It's happening, it's happening, it's happening! Um, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna look into the smooth stones. The stone is glowing. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, we're riding pretty privately here, yeah. You're you're about so who, what the march? Sapphire is about 40, 50 feet in front of you, and then Bizarre is probably forty-ish feet behind you. So you're 
between the two of them in this single file line. Okay, I want to try and as... Because I just looked in my bag to see the, the okay. light. Yeah. I want to try and shift my bag so the light... So they can't see the so light. You can kind of set it in your lap. Really? Yeah, and I want to pull out a GGG. Great. Quite, like, sneakily. I don't want anyone to see me. I'm going to say, possible. give me a perception check. Give me a stealth check. Oh, man. What you got there? <laughs> <laughs> I see a light! <laughs> 12. <laughs> you watch as Erlen sort of very quietly pulls something out of his bag, and it, the motion that he makes, he has, you know, his back is to you, but the motion that he makes is kind of this motion, so this elbow's kind of coming apart. <laughs> oh, and you get the sense that he's open. Oh, Deeply annoying, that 20. <laughs> and you take he's a look in. And at the moment, the page is blank. Not, not, not unchanged, all of that writing that was on it before yeah. is blank. Okay. So I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. So I'll put my bag. Is the light still flashing? No, it flashed kind of two or three times. Okay, I'll sort of have it just down on my side again. I'm just gonna sort of as I'm writing keep my book there to see if he's see like if writing materializes. Just as I'm writing along, I'll kind of be. Okay, you're just holding this. the stone. Uh, the book. Uh, yeah, or so the stones the in your bag. Oh, okay, okay, so... You have to, you have, to have one hand on Look the right, stone in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Uh, so if I wait, like, a second, do I see writing start to materialize on the book? You don't. Huh? Okay, I'm going to reach my hand in the bag and just squeeze the stone a few squeeze times. Squeeze the stone, and you kind of ride with the book kind of in your yeah. lap a little bit, and writing starts to appear. <gasps> yes, oh, yes, 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 Oh, my God. It's, it's a lot so writing. long. It's a lot of writing. Yes. Is this a solo session? <laughs> drives into a tree. Right into that softer. Yeah. 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 Dodd warned you about Dodd turns around. Dude, I just told you. I just told you. And the writing appears in the book. It's, it's kind of written on in handwriting. It looks very similar to the handwriting that you saw before. And the ink appears very quickly. And it's almost written by an invisible pen as it kind of appears, scrawled along the page. And it says as follows. I write in haste as my time in solitude is limited. In an effort to not attract undue attention, I will erase the page when I am done. I can only hope that you're able to see some portion of it before it is gone. I have no idea how much you know at this point, if anything. When I was imprisoned by the Lemonade Man, he told me almost nothing of what he was working on, just that I was to find a way to trigger Mykonid Extract from a distance. In an effort to learn more and possibly get help, I told them I needed to see where they would be trying to trigger the substances from, which is how I got my arcane eyes installed in the underground chambers. I recognized you from the portrait in Regeni's office. And though it would be tempting to pin him as the mastermind behind all this, I do not believe that to be entirely the case. You may have heard that Rugeni and I had a falling out over certain uses of myconid extract, and this is true. He believed that organic alchemy was made possible with the extract, and spoke of using it on those very near to death as a way to both prolong their life and foster a greater population of myconids, so that the need to harvest them inhumanely was diminished or eliminated entirely. I am ashamed to say that I did not immediately see the connection between my imprisonment and Rugeni's experiments. It had been quite a long time since he had consulted me on anything at all, and I did not know what progress he had made, if any. The world of Mykonid Extract is fraught with corruption. It seemed impossible to be certain who was behind it. I do not believe 
both in my heart as well as what I have seen, that Rugeni ever intended to use such techniques on young or healthy populations. I dragged my feet as best I could, but the Lemonade Man grew exponentially more impatient and violent by the day. I tried to give him crumbs, just enough to convince him I was still trying. But then I was visited by another man. It was someone I recognized, someone that had visited the Natural Studies Institute before to speak with Rugeni. I didn't get his name, because I didn't think much of his visit. But this time, he introduced himself as Dardanach Jr. Curious, considering Dardanach, assuming it was THE Dardanach, was not known to have a son. His hair color had also changed since I last saw him. What used to be brown was now a golden blonde. This man was highly intelligent, and knew much of Rugeni's work. He looked at my diagrams and seemed to make sense of them despite their being incomplete. He then said I would soon be moved to a secure spot in Urinchupa for my own safety. I was gagged and thrown into a wagon disguised as an animal transport, along with some equipment from my lab, which luckily included my mirrored inscription page that likely seemed benign to whoever packed up my belongings. <sighs> at this point, I hadn't seen you light the stone, so I wrote another encrypted message hoping that you'd see it. Though I never saw the outside of the wagon I was in, I strongly suspect I didn't make it even close to Urinchupa before our caravan was ambushed. Oh, I did not recognize those that apprehended me, and I was blindfolded before being carted off somewhere else and locked into a basement. It was there that... And the writing stops. And then very quickly scrawled in, like, messy handwriting just below that, a little gap, and then below that. Must go. Try to write again soon. And... Oh my god. The page starts to disappear from bottom to top, the writing. Uh, very naughty. You've been very and in the interest of a little bit of digestion, that's where we're going to take our break. Oh my god! <laughs> With finally GGG what? communication happening through the book. Dardanach Holy Jr. god. It's not Dardanach. It's the Dardanach. A little bit of intrigue to look into. Uh-huh. And... Uh, well on our way to the ruins of Joyra. Look at what you've done. Look at what you've <laughs> done. Look at what you've done. Look at what you've done. He's under, he's not under enough duress that he can actually sit down with the book for a little while, so who knows? Oh, so he's, yeah, he's just scrolling pages away. He must be a happy guy. No. I don't know. There we go. There we go. <laughs> About As the rest of the group berates Leah in our off time here, <laughs> we'll take a quick break to have something to eat, and we'll come back. We'll pick it up from there. We'll see you guys. Oh, yes, please. Uh... Uh, five minutes into the Be Right Back thing, there's a <laughs> recap video that, that plays was. of last week's episode in case you're like, what's going on? Also, because we just brought up a bunch of stuff from like the OG campaign, uh, if you go to the Instagram and scroll to when there's uh, tiles that say like part one, the journal, part two, three, four, it'll break down all of what he just said pretty much. Yeah, uh, basically a, a few episodes ago when they were doing their scouting mission, they found a journal that very much went into depth as to what was going on with the harvesting of the myconids and what's happening. Um, it's a very good sort of primer in uh, what they think is happening, what they think is being done to the creatures. Uh, that's something we, we might put that up during the break at some point also as a sort of reminder the, the farther it gets away from where yes, we are. Those poor people are just going to get very sick of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> in a very fast way. Um, great. So we'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah. We'll, figure it out. we'll be right back. What is going on? Table Top Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. 
consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram at tabletopnotch and Twitter at tabletop underscore notch. They'll have updates and announcements and some really funny stuff. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. And now, back to our story. Welcome back. <laughs> My thought process. Um, Hope you had a lovely break. We are on the trail in the Ackley Grove. Erland has just finished reading the page of Grimari's giant grimoire. Mm-hmm. as the mirrored inscription page that allows someone else who has the other page to write on it. You can see it. And so he's seen the message from this man that they've trying, been trying to contact for quite some time, finally is, able to get through. Sorry, yes, is no? there enough room to scoot up, or is it really in single file? No, you definitely can. The problem is, the reason you guys got so far apart is because people were, like, pulling branches, so they come back right. and kind of whoosh, whip back. So you certainly can, yeah. Can I scoot on up? Sure. And just speeding up just, just a little duck bit. right underneath those branches? Yeah, I mean, you start to, as you start to get up, I mean, Erlen can hear you, yeah. so you start to hear Bizarre kind of approaching. And, and the page has been... Uh, it is completely blank. Yep. Um, okay, great. I'm going <laughs> to close okay, it up. Right. Put it back. Um, great. I'm just going to close it up, sure. put it back. And you can hear Bizarre kind of writing up a little closer. Hi, Lent. Hmm. Was there something you were looking at? Yes, Marvin's in danger. Why I'll tell that? the whole group. I'll tell the whole group as soon as, as soon as we all can ride next to each other. How do you know he's in danger? Because he wrote to me. I'll let the whole group know when we have a moment, but there's nothing to be done, but he's in danger. Do you know where he is? No, I'll talk to the whole group. I I just, I received a lot of information. I'm trying to, like, memorize it. Um, But uh, I I don't know. He's been kidnapped in some way. Oh. All right, then. I guess I'll wait to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's been kidnapped. Oh, Try continues on. Again, it's a single file for a long period of time to the dense trees here. Dodd continuing to guide you. What new information? <laughs> and as this ride continues on, Graven gets a familiar warm feeling mm-hmm. running from his shoulder down to his palm. The sounds of the wilderness around you kind of get a little hollow and a little distant. You can hear the blood almost pumping through your ears as if you're covering them with cupped hands. Your companions have been touched by my grace. All but the young tiefling who pushes the limits of my mercy. They don't know how powerful you are. A spurned blessing is an insult to me. As it should be to you. Leave her alone. You should seek to replace her with another companion. (laughs) When the time comes and the beast is to be slain, she will try to stop you. Nothing will stop me. She sources her power from the dead. A 
natural opposite to the gods of light and their clerics. Your gain is her loss, and her loss is your gain. She is a powerful wizard of her own right. She can aid in this. You'd better be right. Leave her to me. And the warm sensation begins to travel back up your arm until it fades. And the sounds kind of come back. She's she's the only one behind me, right? Yes. I'm just gonna like just turn back and just make sure I can get eyes on her. <laughs> Forty feet behind. Give her a nod. Keep moving. Her continues to A little bit further, and you hear Dodd once more shouting. A little quiet in the back for Orvin, but the other three not clearly. It's opening up. We're getting close. And so it is. The horse's hooves change from kind of light thuds to some rockier terrain. It seems to be keeping the trees from growing quite as close together, the kind of rocks in the ground. But it remains quite level, and the added space for maneuvering allows Dodd to kind of speed up a little bit. And in doing so, he also shifts over to the right, allowing for the possibility of the group just kind of getting closer in general, not being quite so distanced from each other. It comes slowly at first. A body on your left, half covered in leaves. Another on your right, slumped back against a tree. And then as you start to bear to the left, this little open trail, you see it broaden into a wide corridor. The branches up above you, they seem kind of interconnected on both sides, kind of growing up and then mingling, almost creating like a natural little tunnel that you're passing through. Lining the edges of this tunnel are dozens, perhaps hundreds, of eerily still, but entirely preserved bodies. That if not for the weapons driven through their chests or the bloodless lacerations on their skin, they would look to be sleeping rather than slain. It has the feeling of having kind of stepped into an artist's portrait of a battle, a captured moment in time that you're free to look around in. And it's about an even mix between purple-skinned Ackley elves black-hand tattooed barbarians. And it's obvious that scavengers have taken anything of value over the years. The only weapons left are the ones that are deeply lodged into their victims. And many of the combatants are fully naked, having been stripped of uniforms, armor, cloth, anything at all. And you guys all start to, the group that was sort of spread starts to converge a little bit as it's a little bit wider and you're riding through at a better pace now, but still sort of carefully moving through. And now not having to shout quite as much to the whole group to get everyone's attention. Is everyone doing all right? 
Pretty well. As you can see, the path here is clear. Let's uh, pick up the pace a bit. Get to somewhere with a better view. What was the opposing force to the Black Lions? Who were they battling? The elves of the world. The elves did not appreciate their company. I think these Black Lions were supposedly exiled. They were looking for a new place to call their home. Well, the Akali elves are not fans of necromancy, are they? Most people are not fans of necromancy. That's fair. That's a fair take. <laughs> um, can I, as we're like kind of going through this area, make I, I want to make sure that I'm keeping my eye out for anything that looks like a tree like this, and anything that looks like it might be like a like sloping, the... like a tree like the one that we saw on the map. Sure. I, yeah. I know it's okay. kind of vague. Again, given just based on how far you guys have traveled, you have not <clears throat> approached the EC meal border yet. You can keep right. an eye I out. Just but wanna, yeah. I just want to yeah. make sure that I'm starting to look for sure. any signs of it, like... Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Something, so, that a structure being built, or even a pathway to that structure. Sure. Now. Right now, the path is, again, pretty contained. It's nice and wide for you to travel through, but it's dense on the left, dense on the right, and again, it has this kind of branching thing up top, so you guys are traveling right. through, so it's a little bit like a tunnel, but yeah, you can see into the woods a little bit on each side. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> Knowing that Orba has her flower, can she just be extra sensitive to possible movement from the bodies, or even like a spectral sure. appearance? Give me a perception check. I don't like that. Is that not no what you were asking for? <laughs> I just want to be able to see. Like, oh no, you're fine. No, <laughs> you're fine. Yes, you can notice. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. More of a sort of keeping a careful eye out. You're again. It's not so much single files. So you're not like in the back, but you're. You know, there are people riding in front of you, and kind of like a little bunch. So you're able to kind of keep an eye on what's happening behind you and on either side as you continue to move through. And as you continue to ride, the, the bodies, they kind of seem to be in bunches. Looks like small skirmishes kind of broke out all along this path that add up to a greater conflict. And it's riding past one of these bunches that Orba starts to feel a sharp pang in the back of her mind. Almost like a brain freeze. And it seeps deeper and deeper into your mind, almost your eyes almost fluttering in kind of a reflexive discomfort. And you hear one voice start to speak. And as it does, you hear a little bit of whispering that begins to build. But it seems like one voice is trying to speak up above the whispers. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very much like the young girl that you spoke to when you were talking about the flower. Focus, Oba. Do not lose yourself. Demand the respect of the dead. How do... Is anybody next to me? Um, you can speak very quietly if you yeah. wish. And how would you suggest that I do this? Do not give in. And as she says that, the chorus of whispers kind of begins to build a little bit. And you continue to look around, sort of looking for anything that sort of might seem out of the ordinary in any way. And the whispers build. I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh, oh my god. No. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, wisdom save. Had <sighs> 20. Oh! Yeah, BB. 
you feel it start to seep into your mind, the whispers. Moving your head a little bit to try and disassociate yourself with this connection that's kind of being made. And as you look around, the pressure is kind of building inside your head. It kind of makes it difficult to maintain your composure. And you start to look to your left and your right, and some of the lifeless bodies flick their eyes up to you. I need you to make another wisdom saving throw. And as Orva tries to sort of push back against the whispers, you hear the, the young girl's voice again. You can transfer the pain to a willing mind if they allow it. Do not give in, Orva. Make the wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's another net. <gasps> Whoa! And once again, you push away the thoughts. Good. And once again, a few more eyes flicker to you from around. Make another wisdom saving throw. These wisdom are really creepy. It's not going to be a third. Good. 19. 19. Oh, that's <gasps> Once again. And this time, you're able to push back against it, but the flinch is noticeable. And everyone except Dot and Sephira, who are kind of the two riding in the front, kind of watches Orba winces just a little bit. I'm going to slow up and get right next to her. Sure. And just look at her. I don't believe slowing down is the option. Okay. Stay right here. Move forward. Move forward fast. And you guys continue to ride. Are you guys kind of riding even a little faster than Dodd and Sephira are riding? Follow, I'm following her lead. Mm-hmm. You start to speed up a little bit, and Dodd kind of senses you guys moving up behind. He looks... Problem? Uh, I think you're right. It's a little... Squeamish, this area, if we could... Make a wisdom saving throw. <sighs> I don't like this. How do you do this all the time? <laughs> <laughs> 17. 17. Uh, and again, right as you're speaking to him, you kind of... <clears throat> feel the pressure against the back of your head. And Dodd kind of pulls back and turns his horse a little bit. You touched one, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. I, I did told not. you not to touch one. Touch nothing. Don't yell at her. She hasn't touched anything. Dog faster, faster. We need I'm to ride faster. Keep her moving. I'm gonna uh, lean back, lean over, and uh, uh, cast bless. Okay, go ahead and read that. Um, yes. You bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever a target. Uh, Oh, yeah, or a saving throw. Okay. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack. Okay. Or saving throw. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I might as well bless the three, so... Oh, sure. Pick your three targets. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Myself, Orba, and... Erland. Oh, Okay. Uh, I'm going to bless the three of us. <laughs> As the blast happened, Dodd is kind of looking around a little bit. And you can see after a moment, he looks over and he sees one of the one of the bodies that's eyes had kind of flicked up to focus with you. And you see Dodd and he fires an arrow and it breaks the focus. And for a moment, the whispers die down ever so slightly. And then they begin to build again. Make a wisdom saving throw. So for up to a minute... Okay. Uh, whenever you make a saving throw, you add a d4 to it. Okay. Okay. Is this a concentration spell? Just in case you take damage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Damn it. Plus a D4. Yeah. In, in addition to your four. Uh, 14. Eight, uh, 18. You, 18? Yeah. Okay, great. Another. Did we saw that go happen? Yes, you right. saw all I'm going to look for eyes looking towards Give me a perception her. check. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, everyone yeah. give me perception checks. Everyone wants to look. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know, I can't perceive anything. 22. 22. Severe doesn't spot one, but immediately no. Earl and, and Bazaar sort of see a couple of the creatures, the couple of the bodies that kind of have looked up at Orba. And you can't hear the whispering, but you can see Orba sort of craning her neck to try and get the voices out of her head. And at one point, Dodd, after firing the arrow, he slides off his horse and he pulls out what looks like a set of nunchaku and he flips it over and he goes over to one of the bodies and he whacks it across the head and it, the head moves and the whispers again die down once more. What are you guys doing on the ones that you saw? He stopped riding? He, he sort of got off and pushed his horse to keep it moving, went over to the side, hit one, and is now kind of moving back towards I'll go horse. to the opposite side of him okay. and with my mace and just start whacking faces to the I'll side. I'll jump on and hit with my clown. Good, give me a attack. Can I reach for the quarterstaff from yep. the horse, basically? Yeah. Yep. Even though I didn't see anything, can I shoot? <laughs> if I see people attacking just anything, You can attack a can random attack one. A random you just one? weren't able to spot one that was looking yeah, at her. I know. You can make an attack on a random one. Sure. Give me a disadvantage attack. Great. 13. Nine. I get to nine. Remember, you get to add a D4 if it's a attack. It's an attack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. Thanks. Not you. <laughs> Ten. Ten, great. Uh, 15, 14, 15, 16, 17. Great, those are all hits. You guys go over to the side. Boom, boom, smacking them to the side. And as that's happening, the whispers get a little quieter in Orba's head. And Dodd kind of points, keep her moving. Keep her moving and don't touch any of them with your bare hands. And again, he takes a... Hits another one as it kind of smacks to the side. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Same, so I'm like riding. If Warba's riding, I'm riding like right along, like basically, sure. yeah. um, like I got very picking this. Thirteen, by the way. Thirteen, great. Severe kind of picks one at random, <laughs> fires the arrow, and it hits. And as it does, you don't know this, but the whispering again sort of dies a little in Orba's head. Twenty-one. Twenty-one, great. <clears throat> Feels it again, and the group is kind of guiding you along, <laughs> hitting them as they go by. Go ahead and make attack rolls again as you guys continue to hit them along. Oh time. gosh, uh, as they're doing that, mm -hmm. Dodd, how much longer? Another, I don't know, 10 minutes. 14. Hits another one. Hmm? 15. Great. Hits. 9. Nine 17. Hit. 17. Great. Three hits. Um, Gorbic, give me another saving throw. Yeah, and okay. Orba's so that was gonna... three successes. Great. I was going to be taking something out of her bag. Okay. And the d4. Okay. 11. 11. You take six psychic damage <gasps> as the whispers seep into your brain. Naturally six psychic damage? It's naturally six it's psychic 12. damage. 12 psychic damage. And at this one, you can see, even with the whacking of the creatures, you see Orba kind of <sighs> reel over and she almost gets close to her horse, sort of blocking um, herself from the pain. I'm, I'm, am I near enough to her as I'm riding? Yes. Putting a hand on Orba using the healing girdle. Okay. Go ahead. Um... Uh, you healed two. Okay. If, um, if one of us rides her, rides her out as quick as we can, how quickly can we get out? Um, we can do that. Go, go, go take her. Right. I'm going to take her off her horse and put her on mine. Okay. And he holds your horse for one second. Yeah. My only worry is that if we're not here to strike the bodies, something might happen. Are you all right? I can heal her if something can, happens. I will run go. alongside you. Can I run alongside them? I mean, I'm, well, I'm like, they're on horseback. Horse. Yep, yeah. horse no, I know, but I like mean behind. If I run behind them and I'm like... like on your horse? Yeah, on yeah, my sure. horse, fire oh, yeah. half arrows mm -hmm. behind Great. them. 
So he, Dodd kind of stays off his horse for the time being. He sort of steps on sort of one of the footholds and is holding the saddle, and as he does so, he sort of whacks one as he's kind of half riding, half side saddle. I'm, kind of. I'm going to actually stay with Dodd and sort of similarly. Yeah, the same. Great. Give me another volley of attacks As here. he's running me off, Orb is going to take out uh, the Fane Scrolls. Death Spell Scroll. Okay. Uh, would I know if Graven can cast this? Like... Uh... I, spell scrolls anybody can cast, right? Uh, I have sort of oh, okay. partial rules about that. He can cast that, yes. Okay. Um, she's going to take out the spell scroll. Graven, um, you might need to try this. Do I know what this is? You know what the feign death spell is? Yep. Okay, give me a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, touch a willing creature. Okay. Um, you touch a willing creature and put it into a cataleptic state that is indistinguishable from death for the spell's duration or until you use an action to touch the target and dismiss the spell, the target appears dead to an all-outward inspection and to spells used to determine the target's status. The target is blinded and incapacitated and its speed drops to zero. The target has resistance to all damage except psychic damage. <laughs> but what if they think I'm dead already? I don't know. <laughs> if the target is diseased or poisoned when you cast a spell, you get it. Okay, maybe. Um, Are you going to do it? Do you want it now? What was the volley of attacks here? Uh, eight. 13. 13? Eight. Um, 18. Great. Two successes there. Orba, give me another wisdom saving throw. Okay, and Orba's gonna try and focus on another person? On who? I'm the only person around. Yeah. No. 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 Sophia's no, very I'm close I'm right behind you. you. Yep. I'm right behind you. Mm-hmm. Have they also all started, have they started riding away? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they're a little bit ahead of, of the three of you. Yep. Um, okay, uh, she's gonna, like, win some pain. Sephira, can you help me? I'm kind of, like, behind with the arrow, like, no, nodding. Would you like to help me? Yes! And Orba focuses okay. her thoughts. I need Sephira to make the wisdom saving. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's not blessed. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm blessed. But you're a cleric. Yeah, you're a cleric! Um... Where is my wisdom? Oh wisdom no! Wisdom save. Okay, 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 okay. Still not wise. Uh, that is an eight. You take five psychic damage. Okay. Don't worry. As you feel guys, for I'm just a brief moment, the whispers sort of infest your mind, and you hear it kind of swirling around just for a moment, and then they disappear. But as they do, it feels like it almost siphoned energy from your mind, and it's a little blurry and as you can. Kind of to understanding eye. what happened, I'm gonna kind of motion to her. Hit me again. And at this point, Dot has hopped back up. Let's go. And he's sort of riding yeah. to the sides of this area. And again, he's hitting them as he goes. I'll take the other side that he's on. Sure. I'll do another. Give me another volley of attacks all around. Oh, come on. Uh, is, do we, are we still blessed? Oh, uh, yes. It's up to a minute. And how? what's the distance? Do we need another one? Uh, <laughs> Does it have a distance? I mean, it says oh, range 30 feet. No, I'm never feet. rolling that one again. But it says I bless them within range. As whenever. long as it doesn't, it doesn't say if they leave a distance that it no. correct, then yes, you're still blessed. Uh, Eight. Volley of attacks, okay. 16. 26 to hit. Uh, 25. Two hits. Were you making an attack? No, I'm, okay. I'm like... Dot also made an attack. The course up. That's three successes. Uh, Orba, you feel again. Sephira? Another volley of whispers. Yeah, and I'm kind of behind her. <laughs> Make the wisdom saving throw. And oh, as, as this 18. is happening, Orba hears the voice again kind of, Good, good, Orba, focus. Focus, do not give in to the dead. You fail to take any damage. Without said that in a weird way. You <laughs> fail to, to take any damage. <laughs> so Zephyr, again, sort of feeling it, sort of anticipating this time, she sort of braces herself 
breaks, focuses her mind a little bit, and as the whispers seep in, she allows them to kind of pass seamlessly through her. And again, the whispers fade. And you're sort of riding up, and it looks like you're getting to the end of this kind of battle site where there's bodies lining both sides. And you can hear Dot shouting, We're almost there! Another volley of attacks here from everyone. Come on. Oh, oh my god. It's the third time I got a three. Eight. I, okay. Sorry. Don't hit. My arms are too short. 16. 16. That's 13. A 13's a hit. Uh, no, you're with Orba. Yeah. Uh, give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. So, Fair, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Fair is just back there. This is Safira's wet dream. Fair is like, yeah, let me stay. Give me a wisdom saving My hero complex is just all over the place. It's. Uh, that is 12. 12. You take 6 psychic damage. Wow. Is this time the whispers come in quicker than before? And they sort of bombard you. And you almost have that kind of like concussive like spots in your eyes kind of moving back and forth as the whispers hit your mind and dig in before they dissipate finally. And you ride a little further and a little further. And finally, you seem to be getting to the point where you're moving beyond the bodies. And the first orb of Saphir engraving kind of like riding. relaxing. Yes, and you can see the, the body start to, now it turns to like one, one, and then finally none on either side. And Orba feels the whispers fade away. And quickly riding up behind are Dodd and Bizarra and Erland. Are you okay? Are you okay? Is everybody else all right? Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. Don't okay. apologize, Orba. I don't think you meant to do that. No. All right. Um, thank you. So much for no spirits. Have you ever seen that before? Yes. When someone touches the bodies. Right, but she didn't. If you say so. I assume somebody has brought her horse the rest of the way, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the three of them. Yeah, and and I'll, <laughs> no, I'll kind of. I'll go back. Do you want to? Can you ride on your own? Thank you. Okay. Put it back on that horse. I was not trying to yell at your companions. I was trying to get us out of there. Thank you. Some sort of curse? What makes them do that? I don't know. The people who touch them hear things. I've never seen it affect someone like that. Heard tale of looters hear whispers and then fall backwards, but nothing like that. Are you hearing anything, Ola? You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I heard whispers. You did? No, and I didn't, I couldn't touch. make anything out. You, not I, what they were saying, I, but I definitely like saying, whispering, okay. yeah. And you did not touch them either. think twice about bringing people through here in the future. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to snap at you. I just, I... <laughs> That's all right. Thank you. That was unexpected. Did it help to batter away the bodies? Yes, that was a good instinct. Thank you. Uh, eye contact. Unnatural. It was unsettling, yes. Mm. Your friend says you don't have to tell us, but I wouldn't mind knowing if you wish to. No. What is going on? 
Am I taking someone with me that's a bigger risk than I thought? Quite honestly, I didn't think I would be a risk because all I keep hearing about is how there's been no spirits in the grove because of the tempests. And I thought it would be okay. You all seem like you just accept this answer. In our travels, we have come across many undead, fought spirits, and sometimes these things just have a way of getting more deep-rooted than any of us would like. As far as I know, we won't be passing by anything else like this. We haven't seen anything like that before, to be clear. If we had known, we never would have come this way. Fair enough. Do we need to take a moment to rest, or shall we keep riding? No, we can keep riding. I'm alright. Very well. The next time you start to feel something, if that happens, shout sooner. Turns his horse around. Takes his place at the front there. He begins to ride. Anything before you guys start to ride? Well, are you okay? Thank you. Shall I heal you? I'm alright for the time being. Erland helped a little. Erland helps. A little, I guess. <laughs> it's just a girdle, it's no clearing. <laughs> Made you touch his girdle. girdle. <laughs> <laughs> Point on the girdle where he touched you. <laughs> Do you want to live? Then put your hand on this girdle. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Oh no. Famous last words. It's just a belt. Mm-hmm. I'll take up the rear this time. <laughs> And the semi-rocky, sort of semi-widened-out trail continues to the east. Though now without the discarded husks of fallen soldiers scattered among the trees. And you also notice that Dodd's gotten a little quieter. Because he's sort of <laughs> leaning back to Dodd's like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> no one hates us. Everyone hates yeah. us. <laughs> Making friends fast. Most people. <laughs> it isn't long before the path leads you past a couple of kind of small still water ponds. Water, cloudy thick with algae, insects skimming along the surface that are highlighted by just enough light that's kind of seeping down through the trees. It's not a source that you'd be rushing to fill your water skins from, but in a pinch it would do for a wash or to soak your feet. And it's at this moment that you see someone doing exactly that. There's a dwarven man, youngish looking by dwarven standards. Mm. There's no graying in his sort of short mohawk or a bushy, unbraided beard. And he's got his boots next to him, plunked down by the side of the pond. He's got what looks to be a bear pelt that sort of uh, draped down his back, held up by these enormous asymmetrical iron pauldrons that look battle-tested. They look dented in more than a few places. It seems like he's nursing either a sore or kind of injured arm. You see him wincing a little bit as he's got it in the water sort of a frustrated wince as he continues to kind of wash the hand right under the surface of the water. 
There are some weapons scattered around on the ground nearby. He's not holding them, but there's a hefty kind of two-handed axe. There's a short sword and a scabbard by his side. And there's also something else. A decent-sized pile of broken glass bottles and cork stoppers. Looks like a number of like potion bottles or something that are all broken. And it doesn't look like anything spilled out. It's like a pile of broken glass and corks sitting next to him with a small sack to the side, almost as if they've been dumped out. It looks like he might have sort of emptied this sack out onto the ground next to him. And this dog's kind of riding up a little bit. I assume nobody knows this man. No, not yet. I'll talk to him unless you want to. Uh, no, please, please. Feel free. Sort of goes up a little bit ahead of you guys. Excuse me, Brent. And as he says this, the dwarf kind of pulls his hand out of the water and takes a look. And he has this kind of scraggly, the beard looks very unkempt, especially on one side. Like it's kind of even on one side and then <laughs> looks like one side's kind of pointed up, like almost like its hair is like sticking on end. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but your bottles appear to be broken. Mm. And the man kind of looks at him. Ha ha. <laughs> fucking funny. Oh no. And Todd sort of holds a hand up. I may have an empty one if you're looking to fill it with water. If I can help you. It's not for water, but thank you anyway. And he kind of goes back a little bit. And Dodd kind of looks back to the group. Did we hear this? Yeah, you can hear the conversation. If it's not for water, what's it for? Is he a merchant of some sort? I don't know. I mean... Some broken bottles? I mean nothing? I mean... Well, do you want me to ask him? Can you see me? Can I see any, like, residue on them? Um, give me a perception check. You want my spyglass? <laughs> <laughs> You're not that far from. That would be really weird. <laughs> hey there, excuse me. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. You can't tell. It, it's on the ground, like it's not on a rock yeah. or anything. So you certainly can't see if it's seeped down into the ground. You do notice that he kind of has the the hands that he was nursing. There's like burns on his hands, but like they don't look like a like a fire burn. They look like spider webbing, like crackling up the arm. Like a like a starts at one spot, and then it kind of comes out in a bunch of different directions. Like if someone was hit by lightning. Oh, lightning in a bottle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna get. Do up. you need healing? <laughs> and he kind of looks up. No, thank you. You sure that looks like a nasty um, I don't know, injury on your arm. Carver Colossus and his bullshit trickery. What kind of trickery? Carver Colossus is handing out contracts for fearsome hunters. And I came here to do mine. And did you hunt what you were looking for? He looks at, like, the broken bottles next to him. No. Fucking didn't. Uh, what happened, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. The bottles are for catching lightning. Tempest lightning, specifically. Oh, sounds oh. dangerous. Carver's up there in the north having a good laugh right now. You 
wanted you to capture the lightning. Yes. In a bottle. Carver's calling on the best hunters of the continent to prove themselves. Handing out some really nice rewards. The trick is that he doesn't give you sort of a straightforward go-kill-this-thing kind of contract. He, he makes a challenge for you based on what he feels that your weaknesses are. He made the challenge for me to capture Tempest Lightning in a, in a glass bottle. And everyone gets a different challenge. Yes. Depending on... If they didn't, I probably wouldn't tell you what my contract was, so you wouldn't take it. It's definitely possible. I don't know. It seems like lightning strikes would affect everybody. It affects you in particular? What? Your weakness. What did he envision that to be if he sent you on this weird, you know, goose chase to catch lightning in a bottle? I don't know. Evaluated me. I'm very strong, so he must have thought, well, my weakness is that I'm not very tall. So I climbed a tree and tried to catch the lightning. Held the bottle out. And that's it. That's all I did. What was the reward you were supposed to get? He doesn't tell you. Are you seeking something? Maybe. Rewards are good. And if this dog kind of leans in a little bit, you said that you're very strong. Yes. Is it possible that your weakness is that you're not very... Yes. Careful, dog. That, um, you're not schooled in these kinds of things. I don't Any know sort if of that's better. <laughs> what do you mean? Just that, um, capturing lightning is, uh, may require magic, perhaps. Not trained in, uh, magic. Any sort of... Maybe. Would I have any knowledge of how to give me her counter? Did you guys have we haven't heard Carver calls us? Is that, oh, yeah. I'm trying to that's a you guy. You have not. I was I, gonna say I, that's something that Erlen. You has. know him from yeah. from uh, so many names that just yeah. happen to be 17. popping up today. It's just so fantastic. Uh Erlen, give me an arcana check with uh disadvantage. That's what dropouts get. <laughs> oh shit. Something that you may have picked up at the halls of transmutation if you uh studied well. Oh he didn't. <laughs> Erlen slacked off in his yeah. uh, classes a little bit before her. You recall, there may be some ways to capture it, and there's uses for it, the sort of in- immense amount of energy that you can sort of hold in a, in a place to sort of discharge at a later time to use that sort of current. Mm-hmm. It is possible, but difficult. And as one might guess, it requires brains more than brawn. There's sort of two ways that it's typically done. One way is to take a crystal, a valuable crystal, and you infuse it with two spells. A spell glyph and an absorb elements spell. And when the lightning hits the stone, the glyph is triggered, which triggers the spell, the absorb elements, and it captures a bit of the lightning energy inside the bottle. So you put the crystal in the bottle and you're able to sort of capture it there. And the other way is through the use of what's called a Faden jar. F-E-Y-D-E-N. F-E-Y-D-E-N. Okay. And it was originally invented by a coven of hags 
Hence, fey. They are fey creatures. And it's basically a glass jar that's lined with a sheet of metal along the inside. Mm. And there's like a long copper rod that sticks up out of the bottle. And the lightning hits the rod and it gets pulled down into the sort of insulation of the bottle. And the advantage of that method is it does not require magic at all. It's a little more dangerous, but it does not require any use of magic. So you are aware that that exists. Big yawn, that's why I didn't learn. You're like, what is this going to be? Um. Erlen's teachers shaking their heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, sir, I'm... I, I, I wouldn't say I'm well educated, but I've been around educators a little bit and I might know of some ways of helping you. What do you want for it? Nothing. I just want to help. Uh, this can I pull Orba aside? Ah, or, or just very like very obvious. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> just a moment, uh, Orba. Uh huh. This Carver Colossus. Uh huh. He is one of the uh, names that Jillian gave me. Ah. Uh-huh. So, if he's offering something for your services. Maybe see what he's getting for this. And possibly if he could get more, if it's the same. Oh, 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 oh. I, would you just want like a, a, a recommendation? Like, tell him the <laughs> same kind of thing. would help. He seems like a tough please, tough man to please. Yes, I don't know if getting a physical item is, 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 maybe, not mostly just because... What the hell's going on over there? Mostly just because, how's he gonna get it to us? True. And the rest of the group is still, like, (laughs) facing him, like, blocking Orban. We'll let them negotiate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If I tell you how to do this task, and you do so successfully, which I think you will, because you seem like a very determined man. Yes, that's true. Yes. Uh, Can you possibly just put in a good word with Mr. Colossus. Colossus. I can do that. <laughs> in case we ever, you know, want a, a special heavy some like you. You're very young. You know how to catch lightning in a bottle? I know of ways to do it. Persuasion check. Persuasion, my It's very kind of looking at him. She certainly knows better than you. <laughs> Not just anybody's allowed to see Carver. If I'm successful and I go back, yeah, I can tell them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You can specifically tell them Bizarra. Bizarra. Told okay. you. Sure, yeah. Okay. Well, there's two things. One... So does he s- you skeptically. Does he, does he seem genuine in that? That he'll actually pass on that? Mm-hmm. Give me a message. Or that he even, like, actually yeah, is no, right? here on behalf of Carver. Oh, great. You said he was wrong. Uh, 21. 21, you definitely do. I mean, first of all, he's not very good at hiding his intentions, as far as you can tell. The other thing is, he was pretty upfront and clear about the fact, like, the missions don't overlap. Like, him succeeding on his mission Mm -hmm. doesn't mean someone else... Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but there's not some sort of, like, riddle thing where he's, like, setting us slash BZ up for some sort of, like... Not that you can tell. Okay, cool. 
Now, one of these things requires magical components, which I don't think you're going to want to do, mainly because we're in the middle of the grove, and I don't think you really have any magical items on hand, correct? Okay, maybe, yeah. Right. I can tell you that one, but the second one is more of your option, which is called a Faden jar. So okay. what you do is you take a glass jar, like you have been doing. And at that, he kind of reaches into his bag, he pulls out a parchment, he kind of... With a sort of blunt hands, or... Orba, like, winces at the penmanship that's about to occur. And then you <laughs> uh, get metal lining in the jar. The inside of the okay. jar is metal. Okay. And then you have a rod, another metal item, okay. sticking out of the jar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that when the lightning comes down mm-hmm. and strikes... You're writing a lot. When the lightning comes down and <laughs> strikes the rod... The lightning will travel through, much like it did your arm, mm-hmm. up, and <laughs> oh, become contained in the jar. Is there a way for the jar to be sealed? What I know. Uh, yeah, you you put like a like a cork or something, and you put the rod through the middle of it so it doesn't touch the sides of the jar. Mm. Oh, cool! And then you take a cork <laughs> and you shimmy it down the rod okay. to contain the lightning, like this. <laughs> Just like that. Cute. There's another way that requires spell glyphs and a spell called absorb elements, but I'm sure that this one will be more of use to you, but I can tell you that one as well. I could probably get a blacksmith to put the metal inside the jar. Yes, in all likelihood, probably. Blacksmith. Blacksmith. T-L-A-C-K. I'll remember. I put put B for... Blacksmith. You should put BS. BS. Blacksmith. It's shorthand. It's, it's easier if you do multiple BS. letters. Right. Does that make sense to you? Any yes. questions? And then I still go out and I hold the jar. I don't know. I, just for your safety, my friend. Maybe you put it in a tree and sit it in some twigs or something so that you're not holding the item. Yeah, it seems like the jar is doing the work for you, so you don't need to be anywhere near the jar. Next time, when the lightning comes, you just need to come and collect it afterwards. I would be ready with a cork, <laughs> just in case the lightning tries to... I, I would be stay. away from the jar. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm... Get a conflicting. I'm sorry. I I don't know what I just just. I think I just there, confused just, you. There, just let all the please. Just, all right. Okay. Okay. Where are you from? From the north. Where up north? Dillison. Oh, what's your name? Lewis. Fenster. Fenster. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. All right. Well, I've wasted all my jars. I'll have to get some more. Jars. Go to talk to. I'll get a jar. He's kind of piecing it together a little bit. <laughs> you know about the lockdown in Tuktu, right? You might not be able to do a lot of shopping there. Lockdown in Tuktu. There's a lockdown only in Tuktu. F- only the fourth precinct is open at the moment. Was there any blacksmith in the fourth precinct that not we noticed? Not that I remember. Uh, might have better luck at another city. Got a book. <laughs> Um, I like. I just looked in my bag to see if I had a flask. Do you? I do, but I think it's filled with something. And it's glass. Is it a flask? It's that a flask, be... not a. Oh, that was a, a flask yeah, that, that, that you snuck in. I okay, have a well, jar. Wait, I, I have a jar. I still don't know that that's. 
I'm 99.9% sure that I have a jar. I have, a, I have a jar. I have a mason jar. Does it? Does any jar work for this? Can I like? What I, yes. Uh, like you still a need a sheet of metal to line it yeah. with, but. Um, and I kind of pull it out of my bag. I don't have any metal, but I do have a jar. You just gonna give me the jar? I mean, it's not really worth anything, so yeah. Sort of skeptically holds his hand down. And I, I kind of give it to him. Uh, you're gonna still need metal. To line it. I've got a tutu. No, no, there's no. Remember, <gasps> I've got a muk. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh He's gonna be on this journey yes. for a long time. I haven't seen Carver in a long time. Uh, where did you speak with him last? The village is called Ombrock. It's on the south side of the Rocker Mountains. O M B R A K. Ombrock. See. You said he's difficult, but is he somewhat nice? It's not that he's difficult so much as he just won't see you unless he's heard of you or you have some kind of claim to fame. What is your claim to fame? <laughs> and he sort of straightens up with that a little bit. Nice. Yes, I can't Story wait. Time. I can't wait. I was a dock worker in Dillison. There was a call for help. And he sort of acts it out. Yes! Ooh, <laughs> help! In the Wixom Mountains, a wizard was using magical constructs to mine for resources in the Wixom Mountains. But he lost control of the contracts. Oh. And then he put out a notice. Me and a few others, we headed over to the mine and we smashed the constructs. And that's Brilliant. it. That's all they did. Yeah. Who's the wizard in the Wixom Mountains? I don't remember. How long ago was this? Fifteen years? You know what? I have an idea. Uh, You have some paper there. Do you mind if I could just maybe take a piece of it? I'm just thinking that, you know, uh, I'm going to write down her name. Maybe you can pass that piece of paper to this Colossus guy. I already have her name written down. Benny. That's what I... I'm kind of trying to, like, with my hand like this... Do you mind writing it down? It's better. It's B B E E T E two E's two E's a Z. Oh, for goodness' sake! An orb gets out of parchment and writes down Bizarra. Bizarra the Great. With just Q, no one. Bizarra Q. Do I know what the do we know what constructs are? Like, yeah, you've definitely heard. I mean, constructs are sort of. Inanimate objects that have been fused with magical energy. You see, like, simple, they're sort of like a very rudimentary, almost like a robot, like a, it could be a wooden thing that sort of is activated to, they're usually used for, like, manual labor for wizards to move resources around, things like that. Oh, so they wanted the constructs destroyed because the wizard was... Yeah, the wizard lost control of the, sort of his control of the constructs and he needed someone to smash them to pieces and destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, or writes in beautiful penmanship as best she can on a horse. Bizarre Q. Sure. Takes the paper. And what was your name again? Fenster. Fenster? Yeah. Great. Like I said, I'm happy to give the name. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't have much to give you. Uh, That's more than enough. I could give you one of my famous battle cries. Oh, brilliant. Let's please him. Okay. Who wants one? Oh, absolutely. I do. 
And he goes over to Zavira. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god. And he reaches and he grabs you by like your arm. Oh my god. And he pulls you in a little so your faces are like six inches apart and he <laughs> and, like yells in your face. You take one thunder damage. <laughs> and you have advantage on your next attack. Oh Whenever that's your so next nice. attack that you make. Thanks, so as you sort of get it, you feel a little energized by it, even though your ears are ringing a little bit. I feel good, actually. Feel good. I think I have one. You got a little spittle on your. Yeah. He walks over and shrouds you. another yell. You take one thunder damage. You have advantage on your next attack. Go for it. <laughs> he goes around to each whoever wanted oh. him somehow. All right. Dodd yeah. also declines yeah. the offer to uh, have to yell in his All way. right. <laughs> I'm going to wow. forget that I have advantage. Well, that was something, Fenster. Thank you. <laughs> well, best of luck to you in Mukmu. And Dada, this is kind of, he'd been laughing along with some of the interactions going, yes, I think it's time for us to be on our way. We should continue on. Yes. Good luck, Fenster. <laughs> Bottle. Took two. No, no, Mukmu. And he's sort of muttering to himself. <laughs> uh, or was he just back? Oh my god. Oh, it's <laughs> You gotta start to ride a little bit more. Wow. <laughs> Poor guy. This is so dumb. From the ponds onward, it's more of the same. Rows of red bark trees that have done you the favor of kind of keeping a sizable lane open for relatively smooth riding. It's big enough that you're no longer single file again. You've sort of made like a kind of a small clump with Dodd at the head of it. And with less branches directly overhead, there's also less leaves on the ground. Instead, traversing on kind of hard, clumpy soil, sporadic patches of grass here and there. Another hour or so goes by. We're moving through, making pretty good time. Once the trail opened up where the bodies were, you guys have been riding at a, at a decent clip. You continue a little further. Hasn't yet begun to turn dark. And you hear the sound of running water, which at first the ponds were still water, so you're picturing kind of a stream of some kind. But it's very quiet, just a little trickling, almost like pouring tea into a cup, just a little bit of quiet running water. That are, we, are we still on the south side of the Ackley River, or are we having... You crossed no. over the Ackley River to get to, to the get camp. To the camp. Okay, right, right, right. So, are we... I mean, I guess I can ask Dawes. Yeah. Are we, um... Are we somewhere between EC and Mill yet, or are we still on our way? We are approaching the border very soon. Another couple of hours, I think. When he says that, I want to do another sort of any tree that looks in the direction. I'm guessing that was bad. So far, nothing. I mean, the trees are all so far. I perceive nothing. (laughs) There has been very little variation on the trees. All the red barks, kind of shining, striated trees that you see along the way. You haven't seen anything other than that. Uh, I'm gonna ride up next to Orba at some point. You kind of under my breath, like, and uh, like flash the. <laughs> not, not, just not super obvious. Sure. Not out, but like, do you want me to keep hold of this? Sure. Yeah. I thought maybe it would stop the voices. Where did you get this? I found it. <laughs> Can't remember where. 
But right. I thought it might come in handy. <laughs> I think it definitely could. I don't know if it would make them stop, but I figured it was worth a try. Thank you. Mm. You alright? I don't know. <laughs> Did you make out anything that they were saying to you? Not the spirits of the creatures that died, but um, the one that I've been communicating with sort of assisted me. Just be careful. I don't know what's happening, Raven. I don't know how to help you. That's okay. You did anyway. If you think of some way that I can, let me know. Get me to Navigapora. I grew brands on. Continue a little further. And you're surprised at the sound of the trickling water. It doesn't seem to be getting closer or farther away. You'd expect it to either pick up a little bit in intensity, it stays at the same volume, the same kind of nebulous direction. You can't exactly tell where it's coming from. And you keep riding. And eventually, Dodd, who's riding at the front, you hear kind of the quiet thuds of his horse's footsteps, and then one of them kind of a little bit. And he looks down, and he sees that the ground is a little muddied, like his horse kind of stuck its hoof in the mud and kind of made a soft sound that he immediately kind of reacts to and pulls the horse just to make sure he's not about to ride into sort of dangerous terrain. He kind of looks for a moment. Stop, 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 stop. Hold on. Is everything okay? And he listens, and that trickling water sound continues. And he looks back. He sort of turns aside and looks back at the group. In the moment, your horses are going to try and panic. It is very important that you keep them from doing so. Do you understand me? Yes. Yes. And the horses, one of the horses tries to pick up its foot, and at that, it kind of, the ground kind of holds onto its hoof. And the other horses kind of feel the same, tries to pick up its back foot, and it picks up a little bit. Lizard folk. What? They run water through the ground to make mud and sinkholes, keep a keen eye out. Lizard folk? Yes. <laughs> and again, he sort of tries to turn his horse a little bit, and again, it, it doesn't pull away from the horse. And the second it realizes it's kind of stuck, you can see the horse begin to kind of sort of pull out a little bit. You see Dodd kind of reach forward, and and he's sort of trying to calm his horse. And your horses at the uh, his horse kicking up a little bit start to do the same, and the ground holding onto the bottom of the hooves. A couple of them are able to pull out a little uh, bit. Everybody make animal handling. Oh, I don't want to. Oh my god. I oh suck. Gosh. I suck. Wait, event, can we get advantage on this one? And then that's an attack. <laughs> I thought. Unless you'd like to attack your horse. Yeah. The blessing uh, was a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hours ago. Yeah. Um, Four. Twelve. Twelve. Ten. Seven. Nineteen. Nineteen. All but Erland and Dodd fail. And as you guys start to pull your horses, they start to get agitated a little more. I can't. 
pulling their hooves from the from the mud a bit. And every time they put their hoof down, it seems to sink deeper into the ground, and the entire network of this muddy terrain starts to bend a little bit and sort of press into the ground. And Erlen and Dawn, who have kept their horses calm a little bit, are able to guide them slightly out of this sort of muddier terrain. And as they do so, Dot turns to the group as the ground begins to sink. We're being attacked. Target the shamans first, so you'll never get free. And he readies his bow. And he sort of starts to look Shit. into the tree line a little bit. He's sort of searching for a target. And I need everybody to roll initiative for me. Yes, you do. <laughs> I need to like clear this thing. Not that I think we can negotiate of... with these creatures, so they don't they're not animals, are they? They are not I just wanted to make sure. I'm sorry, but I do like picture the lizard folks on motorcycles. That's very funny. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Erland. Uh, 16. Nice. Safira. Oh my god! <laughs> so bad. Six! Graven. Why can't I roll? Four. The, the Jillian's icon. Also, fuck off. You Bizarre. suck! Eight. Also, fuck oh off. Me. Are our horses gonna die again? Because I don't think I emotionally yeah, can handle well. another EV. Uh, no, I don't. I have all <laughs> What was your horse's name? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Is there a place for us to, like, did, were Dodd and I able to, like, wrangle our horse around a tree or something sure. safely? Yes. Mm-hmm. I will say that you guys were. Oh, so as you can see, the terrain has sunk a bit, and the horses are kind of kicking to get out, and as you guys are sort of trying to wrangle the horses, they're sinking even deeper. It has a quicksand-like effect, where the more they kind of pull, the more it pulls back. Can I try to brute force it and, like, Yes. I mean, on your turn, yes. <laughs> we already wrote initiative, baby. Yeah. Uh, let me know what you got, Matt. Yep. Okay, so we've got a couple different ones here. Uh, it's a six for lizard folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, a twelve for lizard folk shaman. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a nine for the lizard folk shield. Shaman oh, shield. <laughs> I'm just going to write the shield. Um, the Sorry, that was a nine? Yeah. As you see emerging from the trees as you're trying to wrangle the horses, these kind of protruding snouts and rows of sharp teeth. And they're wearing kind of not quite armor and almost looks more ceremonial. You see feathers kind of sticking off of little shoulder straps that they have and little bits of armor that they've kind of piecemealed together all across their body. Yeah, go ahead. Dodd? Uh, Dodd, yeah. Come through for us, Dodd. Uh, ten. Come on. He did not. This is Dodd right here, yeah? Dodd is using Jillian's marker, yes. The niece of that guy yeah, that you need. learned from, you dipshit. Sorry. Yeah, that tippet. Don't uh, listen to me, I'm just quite grumpy. interesting. I've got ghosts in my head. I think I'm not telling So it's a lot harder to tell. The shamans are the blue <laughs> ones. The shamans are the blue ones. There's two different ones. The shields are these ones that kind of have a bulkier look to them. Yeah. Shields? So, yeah, lizard folk shield. They look like they have kind of yeah. shields on them. They have okay. bulk. These are regular lizard folk, shield, shaman. Uh, I can blow up the map. Rego? Uh, regular, regular shield. Yeah. So there's two shamans. 
three shields, or no, two, no, shields, two shields, and three regular lizard folk. Jesus. As you see them kind of slither out through the bushes and kind of get up on their back legs a little bit, and they sort of cock their weapons back. And you can see, as you sort of whip your head back and forth around, the shamans appear to be holding their hands out and kind of moving their fingers, knuckles, and you can see the ground continuing to be manipulated as they run water underneath the soil here and continue to pull down as, uh, as that happens. You guys are all who are in the pits grappled. You're not grappled by a creature, but you are effectively grappled, which means your movement speed is zero unless you yank yourself free. Uh, or the shaman. What about our horses? Are they continuing to sink? Do the horses' like lives seem to be in danger? From not the at the moment. They're a good bit. It's only like up to their okay. sort of, you know, maybe a foot up right off the ground at the moment. The ground has sunk considerably, but they are not like sucked almost like okay. underneath yet. And in order to yank free, that's a bonus action? Uh, no, that would be an action. Um, yes. Okay, I'm putting the order in chat. And immediately, Dodd, who had yelled out and was looking, he had readied an action, and he's going to fire at the shaman that's closest to him there. Are there, um, are there trees in this area as well? Yeah, so this is the wide open area that you guys have been kind of traveling through. Okay. So there's trees on this side and on that side, yeah. And no trees. This right is where you were headed, and this is where you came from. Okay. Trees, I can assume, like so. Can we see the? Yeah, we can see the uh, red and yellow is the path you were. You yeah, were yeah. yellow. You're headed towards red, and blue and green are the trees on either side. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Don is gonna make an attack. Fourteen to hit on the shaman. That hits. Nice. Which shaman was that? Sorry. Uh, the closer one to him. That's five piercing damages. He had ready to attack him the second he sees the creature with its kind of serpentine knuckles holding out. Gets hit with an arrow from Dot's uh, bow. Uh, what did I say? That was five piercing? Yeah, five yeah. piercing. And Dot went for this guy, right? Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, it's top of the lineup. It's Erland, Orba, and it's So Erland able to kind of maneuver his horse. Erland kind of hops off the horse and smacks it a little bit, so it goes into the woods. We'll say that's okay. kind of off the edge here, Great. so it's out of harm's way. So let me just make sure I'm doing this right here uh, in a second. And they do also, I mean, you certainly don't understand it, they do appear to be speaking almost. They're sort of saying something you can... Mm, they're clearly smart. Yeah, I mean, from what you know, lizard folk are—that's a culture. I mean, they don't mingle well with other races or other sort of humanoid cultures, but but they uh, they have their own like system of, of living. I feel bad killing all these sentient beings on our way. <laughs> I mean, these guys are effectively bandits. I mean, they're attacking sort of. Straight I know, but target. listen, they don't. Oh, shit. I um, know. <laughs> I would never uh, understand. Oh they're sentient animals. Oh my laser pointer's falling apart. I'm going to. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, I need to count Humans or animals? I, I want to know if yeah. getting to here is 60 <laughs> feet of here. So, Getting um, to the shaman? Not 5, 10. I want to know if, like, this spot here is 60 feet from this spot here. Oh, like like all the way across? Yeah, 5, yeah. 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 50, 60, 60. Oh, as, as the crow flies. Oh, tree stride. Oh, 5. I see, I see, yes. Uh, 5, 10. 50, 55, 60. No, I don't. 60 feet? Yeah. yeah that, won't, that won't get you all the way across to the other side. Shit. She. Well, she. Ah, that was gonna be so cool, guys. I liked that. Uh, Should have made it skinnier. I like that. Um, I was gonna jump in. I will also say that the Just when you are off. within five feet of the edge of these kind of sinkholes, the terrain looks perilous. Like. 
Like, you might have to kind of be careful as you run through it, or get... Okay. Okay, yeah. All right, that's so much less interesting. I'm gonna use... Um, I'm gonna take... I'm gonna move max distance 40 feet towards this guy. Um, and then I'm going to use... Um... Uh, give me an acrobatics check as well, or athletics, whichever you prefer. Uh, well, great. So as Erlen's kind of running along, you feel as you're walking past the sinkhole that Saphir has kind of sunk into, you feel your foot kind of sink into the ground and you pull it out, a little bit of popping as the sort of mud goes spraying along your ankles. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, all right, we are going to use... Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to use a key point and... I hate going first. Uh, we're gonna use a key point. We're gonna use. We hate it when you go first. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, it's like, I was like, I and we're gonna in a forest too, so I have so many things. All right, well, um, we we're gonna use step of the wind uh, to get to this guy. And sort of. And we're gonna come in with a two-handed quarter step attack. All right. Yeah, BB. Let's get him. Um, that is eleven to hit. That misses. So Zerlin kind of comes in, the wet well, mud kind of slips a little bit, and the shaman is able to kind of dodge out of the way. Okay. And then I am going to, yeah. Do they seem uh, as they do they seem fully occupied in their task? Uh, the shamans? Yeah, or like, are they looking up at all, or are they fully focused down? Yeah, I mean, they're looking around. It seems like they could do more than one thing at once, if that's what you're asking. Exactly they don't seem overly preoccupied by that. Okay, I am. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. S- that sucks. I'm gonna stay right. Does it? How many? F- I used 5, 10, 15. I'm gonna 15, go. Yeah. I'm gonna stay right there. I'm gonna stay right there. Okay. It's my turn. <laughs> All right. It's Orba and the mm. Shaman. Uh, what is Orba's dexterity modifier? Her, I think it's plus one. Plus one? Yeah. Then Orba goes first. Sweet! Uh, okay, so Orba, seeing that she's kind of stuck and surrounded by three different guys, she's gonna hunker down a little bit and touch herself on the shoulder and cast Mage yes. Armor. Okay. Uh, Shimmering kind of bit of arcane energy goes pouring over her body. So my uh, AC becomes 14. <laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, and sh- a flurry of energy goes shimmering out. And... Uh, is that concentration? Just for my knowledge? No, I don't believe so. Okay. No, it's not. Great. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's good. Alright. Stay there. Okay, shamans. shamans, they continue to kind of pull into the ground. I need everyone who's in a pit, which is everyone but Erlen and Dodd, to make a dexterity saving throw. Great, so as they sort of pull their hand together again, the ground kind of pulls even a little deeper. You seem to, Orba seems to sink just a little bit deeper into the mud there. Graven and uh, Bazaar are able to kind of pull their feet up out, and they're sticking a little bit, but they're able to keep themselves free of it. Now, it is going... Severe, are you in it Yeah, I was also in the... Oh, did you make the roll? I did not make any roll. Oh, sorry, yes, dexterity. Okay. No, no, you're fine. Um, saving? Uh, dexterity saving throw, okay. yeah. 
22. Great. Also able to pull her foot out before the, the wet ground kind of congeals over your boot. Um, they are going to cast... Um, this shaman looks out at Graven and with one hand sort of holding to the dirt, he does another hand, so one's up and one's down, and a little bit of light kind of comes pouring out of its hand. And as it does so, you see your ringmail armor begin to glow. And it's burning against your hand. He's heating it up from a distance. He's going to use heat metal. Whoa! Um, and I need you to make... Uh, uh, no, you just take the damage because you're wearing it. Cool. Oh, great. Um, well, that's terrifying. You take eight fire damage as the searing of the ringmail against your skin begins to burn. And you feel, you smell it a little bit of burnt skin underneath your arm. Um, yeah, and so he's holding that there and then holding the other uh, thing. And the other shaman looks to Bizarre, sees the metal armor, and immediately sort of, you see its eye, its sort of yellow, sort of slit eyes glinting, and it does the same thing. You take four fire damage as your plate armor, uh, it's not plate, uh, what is it? Ring mail? Chain mail. Chain mail? Yeah, your chain, the links in the chain mail begin to glow, sort of a, a white hot. Yeah. Oh, and you feel it against your body as it's holding you down. That is the shaman's turn. Okay, it's uh, Dodd. Uh, Dodd, great. So he's going to take out another arrow, and he's going to make a multi-attack. Fires two arrows at the shaman. Uh, one of them hits, and it takes six piercing damage. So one arrow fires, and the, the shaman is able to kind of duck out of the way, but then the next one strikes it as the arrow sticks into the shaman. He went for the same one again, yeah? Yep, went for the same one again. And then he also is going to start to run towards Orba. Wait, sorry. Oh, Dodd starts running. Yeah. <laughs> Runs through. He's going to make a acrobatics check. 21. And he sort of slides through the mud a little bit, sort of gets on the other side, and he looks to Orba and he says, Careful, I've got you! And he starts to wind up the bow again. He looks like he's aiming for this one. The other shaman? Yep. Seeing that uh, sort of bizarre and Erland might kind of have that one under control. Runs to that side. Yeah. That's it. Uh, <laughs> the shields. The shields, great. So these ones are slow, but they kind of wade through, and they have these kind of big, uh, sort of crude wooden shields with kind of splintered spikes sticking out of them, and they kind of <laughs> go charging through. Uh, where have I got? Well, this one's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. Can't get to it. It's going to use a dash to, it gets to the edge of this ah. pit, and it kind of, <laughs> and it splashes into the mud, and the mud kind of goes all over you. But it can't attack on this turn. It used a dash to get to you. And then this one is going to... 5, 10, 15, 20, dash. (gasps) Splashes into the mud next to Orba there. That's it. They both use their action as dash actions. Oh, oh, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah. I didn't get bombed. It had to use its action to get to you. Yeah. Uh, it's telling me what the what the shield guys are wearing again. Uh, it's like some, it has like a it's crude like wooden shield. Wooden. He's got like a sword and then some piecemeal pieces of leather armor. Oh, just leather armor. Yeah, no metal armor. If that's what you're looking for. That's it's got cool. a metal sword. Is, is it? No, they'd be wearing metal, metal armor. armor. Okay. Continue fucking okay. me in the butthole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I will. Um, so I have to get out of the gravel before I can do anything. Right? Well, you can. He's close enough to attack him now. That one's in range. To get to the shaman, you'd have to yeah. pull yourself. Is it disadvantage? Free. Uh, no. That restrained is disadvantage. You're just grappled. You're just kind of stuck in place. Oh, okay, but I do have advantage from that other thing. You do. Yes. All right. Let me. 
Okay, let me do that first. Well, what are you doing first? Uh, to attack him. Okay, That's right, we have advantage. And are you taking the advantage on this attack roll? Actually, you have to. It's on your next attack. Yeah. should take yeah. advantage. You're taking the advantage. Uh, 17. 17 hits. Roll for damage. Uh, six. Six. Great. So as you kind of come, he comes jumping in and you wind up a hit, kind of smack him right as he jumps down. I wasn't expecting to get a turn to uh, hit because I didn't know he was going to come down, so it wasn't ready. But I will be ready in five seconds. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this one because I, I hit him. Um, I'm gonna do after hitting a creature with a weapon attack, add two d4 to the damage roll and increase your AC by one d4 until the start of your next turn. Great. So as Bizarre winds up the hit, she sort of reaches to her shoulder as she's sort of moving the dials on her chest. Hits him with the hit. Go ahead and roll. So two d4 or one. Yeah, two d4 extra damage. How much? Two. Extra, two extra damage. Okay, so eight total, and then increase your AC by one d four. Yep. Three. Great. So your AC increases by three until your next turn. Wow. Great. So she drinks it, and as she does, she kind of hunkers down. Uh, I believe. Be on our side, please. Creature. Uh, great. That's it. Yep. Regular lizard folk. Great. So they, seeing that Dot has kind of ambushed a couple of their shamans, these two go straight for Dot. 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh, yeah? Stay in there, Dot. Yeah, this one jumps down and created into the pit there. Uh, two attacks. Don't on die, Dot, please. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, those both miss. Um, but they make multi-attacks. Oh wait, nope, that's the shield. No, it's not the shield, that's the go. Yeah, great. Uh, that misses, that hits. So one of the attacks hits. He takes four uh, slashing damage as the Ooh. slices into the sword there. I swear to Dodd. If Dodd goes and, then and we Graven, have to get ourselves do a all the way through this. For Dodd the first attack, he's making multi-attacks, two swipes. I can't. So we'll do I the first one. Uh, eight to hit, Miss. and then the next one, just straight up, is eleven to hit. Miss. That's great. So Graven blocks both of the attacks with his shield there. Okay. Sephira. Okay. Can I, from where I am, can I make a shot at? Do, am I even able to see this shield guy? That's. You can attack any of the ones that are not in one of the other pits because you're too low and they're below the ground. You can attack the ones that are up above on the upper area, but none of them. Oh, I do not know what to do. Okay. Um, this is a shaman. That is a shaman. Okay, I'm gonna go for this guy then. Okay. Um, range on your. I'm going with my 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 wolf bow. I'm activating animus. Okay, great. Um, what is the range on that? Oh, it might actually be too far because the range is six, uh, range of 60 to 120. So you can attack with disadvantage because okay. it's outside of its regular range. No, because it's ne- a regular advantage. It's just regular because I have advantage. Yes. Okay. It would be a regular. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so not bad. Good. Good. Right so good. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's a 17 to hit. 17 hits. Ooh, he is not hurt yet. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, uh, 
that's nine total nine damage. Nine damage, great. And uh, what's the form that it activates? It in? is a wolf with a bear head. Wolf body, bear head. Yes. Great. Uh, no, sorry, bear body, wolf head. Bear <laughs> so sorry, I'm so sorry. I got it. Like, <laughs> so I just went. I was not going to miss this. Like, yes, that's absolutely not what it is. So as it gets totally. hit with the arrow, immediately boom, the bear forms yeah. right in front of it, and you are out also, of it. Oh. All right. Uh, Graven. All right, looking at the guy who um, cooked me a little bit there, I'm gonna... The shaman. Yes, the shaman. Uh, Get a little light and fling it at his forehead, a little guiding bolt uh, towards him. Right. So that is an attack roll. Oh, yeah, 24. 24 hits. All right, that mother takes 46. (laughs) Oh. Where is it? 46 radiant. Yes. Roll for it. Uh, Come on, Raven. I only have 1d6. Blow him up with light. Damn it. <laughs> I think Jordan might have some of your. What? Oh. Mm-hmm. Four. Seven. Five is. 12. 12, 12 radiant damage. 12 radiant damage. Oh. And the next nice. attack roll against it has advantage. Great. The guiding bolt goes out and immediately it sort of lights up. The area was also already like decently lit from the light coming through the trees, but it sort of flashes and all the trees suddenly light up with this bright light all across the area. Which guy did you hit, Graven? The shot. Uh, the shot. Yeah. Uh, we'll even, I will put a ring to denote. I don't think I have the right thing, but we'll just do a yellowish looking light one. Nice. His guiding bolt. Oh, it's infinite. Ah! There. It's like I will. There we go. <laughs> Guiding bolt. All right. All right. Top of the lamp. Uh, right, two-handed quarterstaff attack, swiping down at the guy. At the shaman, obviously, right in front of me. Oh my god! Seven to hit. Seven misses. Uh, we're using flurry of blows. Okay. Misses a bonus action coming in. That is a dirty twenty to hit. Roll for damage. Um, that's four bludgeoning damage. Does it seem like what they're doing, uh, would I have any awareness of what, if what they're doing requires concentration or if it requires contact with that specific part of the ground? It, if it's I definitely not over? touching the ground and you aren't really sure if it's, if it's concentration in, in that sense. Um, and falling prone wouldn't affect a spellcaster's ability to continue a spell. Not necessarily. Not necessarily? Okay, cool. Uh, in that case, let's have him uh, make a dex save. Okay. Natural one. Oh, yeah. He, so he falls prone. Nice. So, like, gave him an Absolutely. elbow, and then I'm following so, up with sort of... Ooh. Uh, what was concentration was the heat metal that it had on... Yes. Uh, oh, Zara. It does maintain concentration. Oh. So even even though it's knocked to the ground, so I knock him down. It's claws reaching out. I'm gonna sort of like raise a leg and give him a heel kick in the Great. face for my second With attack. Advantage. With advantage. Uh, dirty twenty. That hits. Roll for damage. Uh, that's. Five bludgeoning damage. Erling comes down with a smack, and it kind of like reels back for a little bit from the force of the kick. And um, and actually, uh, uh, okay, he can't he can't take a reaction until the end of his next turn. Okay, using another key point. No, that's uh, that's the second flurry of blows hit. Got it. Can't okay. take a reaction. So I like I stun him as he's down, and I'm gonna move. Um, that guy's engaged with Dodd, yes? Yes, both of them are with him. So I'm gonna move Max, uh, let's call it 
30. 30 Let's call it 30 feet back. So 5, 10, just straight back this way. 15, 20, 30. Great. Uh, give me a acrobatics or athletics, whichever you prefer. Uh, 13. Great. Erlen kind of skirts the edge of this pit there, and he kind of boots sticking through, is able to kind of work his way through. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. Two questions. Yes. I cannot move, correct? Uh, Not without. An action? Ripping himself out. Yep. Okay. And how about the lizard folk? He clearly can, like... Yeah, they seem to, because they have kind of, like, not webbed, but feet that seem to stick into the ground, he does seem to be able to walk on this terrain... Maybe not easily, but easier than you. Okay, got it. Um, all right, so Orb is going to see this giant dude right in front of her. She's gonna like take a deep breath, take her crystal out, and slam her palms together and cast Thunder Wave at okay. a level two. Okay. Woo! Uh, and what is the shape of that in range? It is a cube, fifteen feet. Okay. So I'm gonna place it so it so the horse does not hit. Yeah. Um, and you need to make a constitution saving throw. So it hits my horse exactly. <laughs> Spot on its nose. <laughs> Spot on its nose. Natural one. Wow. Suck it. Uh, okay, so you take 3d8 thunder damage, okay. and then get pushed back 10 feet. So it takes, It's like quadruple damage, because it roll of one, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it takes a big yeah. sting. He just dies, right? Uh, 13. 13. I'm so stressed right. I can't add my guys together. <laughs> the ripples go out and you can see the mud like flying off in all the directions as the concussive force pushes through. He gets pushed back 10. Yes. He gets pushed back into this other yes. pit. You see him kind of go up and then splash back into the pit. Orvis sees him. her eyes match his on the other sides of the pit and she just goes, Zephyrus <laughs> sees it. <laughs> Doing the fenster. Uh, yeah, that, exactly. Uh, and and I can't move, so that's it. Okay. Uh, the, the shamans. The shamans, great. So they're going to continue. First of all, they're both going to use their bonus action to affect their heated targets, which is Graven and Bizarro. He got hit like two times, so he didn't lose concentration on me. Uh, you got hit. You're right. That's a success. That's a success. Woo-hoo. Also, Didn't this guy hit, I did hit the second time as yep, well. Yep, I rolled for that one. Oh, for the second yep, one? I rolled for that one. Yep. Damn it. Um, Graven, <laughs> you take... I tried. <laughs> Thank you. Graven, you take whew, uh, nine fire damage. Oh my god. And Bizarre, you take eight fire damage. As once again, the searing energy of the fire surrounds you. We must take the magic users down now. <laughs> and the shaman is going to... Uh, he's gonna reach out uh, this one, the yeah. one that's he sort of sits up from his prone position and he reaches out and he's gonna cast Thorn Whip. I need Ooh, uh, a spell attack. Oh my god, not great. I don't like that. Uh, uh, 18 to hit? No! What? On who? On you. Oh, 18. <laughs> yeah! It hits. Great. She's this sort of, just sort of rattling, uh, yeah. uh, sort of chain of thorns goes out and he gra- it wraps around your leg and he pulls it back. Uh, you are going to get pulled ten feet closer to him. And you take... <laughs> oh, wrong guy. Uh, six piercing damage. I don't like that. Great, so... Pulls closer and then this other one is going to use... Um, going to use Entangle. It sort of reaches down to the ground and uh, oh no, that's concentration also. Can't use that one. <laughs> he thinks about it for a moment and decides better. Uh, he's also going to thorn 
Now that would be with disadvantage because it's a spell attack. He's just going to physically attack the bear. So he's going to reach out. He takes like a little dagger out. He goes in for a stab against the bear here. It is a multi-attack. Uh, ten to hit. Bear. Bear. Severe bear. Oh yeah, that misses. And fourteen to hit. Fourteen hits. (laughs) (laughs) You take, uh, five piercing damage. Okay. Still up in bear. And that's it. So he sort of goes in with a quick stab and continues to kind of focus on manipulating the earth and the, the flame around. And, and that, like, vine wrap isn't, uh, doesn't entangle me, doesn't grab no, me. It just way. pulled you closer, okay. and then it disappears. It kind of retra- retracts back into his hand after he uses it. Gross. And he is gonna, he's going to use uh, half his movement to Damn stand it. up, but that's it. Okay. That sucks. Dodd, I think. Dodd. Okay, Dodd. So buddy, he's going to sidestep a little bit. He's going to stay within range. Uh, actually, no, he's going to move, so he can use his ranged attacks. He's going to step out. This is two opportunity attacks. Oof, that's a, that's a big choice. Um, uh, one of them hits. He takes six piercing damage. Is he looking okay? Is he? Yeah, he's looking okay at the moment. I mean, he's only taken two attacks. What I kind of armor is he wearing? He seems wearing like leather armor. Leather. Oh, okay. He seems like a hardy guy, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he certainly looks like... I mean, he knows his way around a yeah. fight, certainly. So he, he sort of sidesteps both of the shamans, getting smacked by one of them, and then draws another arrow. He's going to fire at this one this time, now seeing that there's a giant bear attacking the other one. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a multi-ranged attack here. I guess I love action. Both of those hit. Uh, yes. 23 and 21. Yes. Yes. Both of those. Bad, yeah. Yeah. Please. Five, ten total damage. Oh, wow. This was the one that Fires an arrow, fires another one, one hits, and then... Yes. Yes. Oh, great. You notice that all of the pits on this side, which currently only contain Bazaar and a couple oh. of horses, you see the ground begin to kind of harden a little bit. You're able to pick your feet up yes. and step oh. on it, and you're no That's longer huge. grappled That's by the huge. ground. Yes. All of the ones on this side. Okay, that's done. All right, it's the shield. He's actually going to eat uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet and run a little further that way. Okay. The shield? Shields. Great. Uh, this one is going to hop up and over. <laughs> Down again, and he takes his shield and he boom, swipes with it. Okay. Uh, he's going to make a multi-attack. No. Uh, one with his spiked shield and one with his sword. Okay. Uh, let's see. That is a 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. You take five piercing damage as the spikes of the shield come smack into you and then goes in for a sword attack on the other side. That is a 13 to hit. Misses. Misses. And just as the armor kind of glows bright for a moment and you watch the sword bounce off of it as it absorbs the blow. Um, and that's that one. The other one is going to make its multi-attack on Bizarre. You also are no longer, you watch as your armor kind of cools once again. You're no longer affected by that. Uh, and it's going to make multi-attack again. It kind of... be a miracle of this guy. Shield. For this guy, if he yeah. actually gets me. Oh, this is the bonus AC. Uh... 14 and 20. Nope. <laughs> so Bizarre, with a little extra sort of pep in her step, what she touches one out of the way both times. And it seems it was coming down with a blow, and you can see that it sort of thought its strike was going to hit, and then you dodge out of the way, and you almost see kind of a 
surprise on its face as you've shifted to the side out of the way. I'm just going to come right back at him and just... Is it, is it you? Great. Yeah. Go for it. Just wanted to make it a whole scene. Natural 20. Whoa! That's significant. <laughs> <laughs> roll for damage. Uh, are you, you, there's only one thing you have to declare before you like roll for damage and stuff. Are you using that? There's that first one that you need to declare. Well, you have to do it before you made the attack. Yeah, before okay. I made the roll. Sure, I was home. saving that if I needed a shaman, sure. but, uh, but I need to, yeah. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Double the oh. die. Double the die. Seven. Seven damage, great. Anything on top of that? Uh, are you suffering? <laughs> yes! Can she hear me? She can hear you, yes. Are you, you suffering? Can't see her, but she can always <laughs> suffering. Um, <laughs> constant stance. in the pit. Not high feet, so grand ally that can see or hear, or hear you 2d4 temporary HP, then roll 1d4 on a roll of 4. The next attack made against you has disadvantage. This effect last until the start of your next turn. Great, so first Next do the heal, 2d4. You have disadvantage or me has yeah, again, bizarre. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the armor's for bizarre, I'll, the AC's for I'll bizarre. Take, I'll take that one. Oh. Uh, did that count as a second one? I'll yeah, pick it up. I, I, I was picking it up. You rolled. <laughs> I, I literally slipped out of my hands. Fine. I'm assuming it's a one because everyone's in a bad mood. <laughs> so it's only three. Three heal, three temporary. I literally was picking it up to roll again. And then roll one before again. It's Jumanji rules, baby. This is temporary HP? No, that no, you did that. Oh, disadvantage. Yep. Only a four helps you here. Great. So again, takes the thing and lets out a okay. roar that Orb is able to invigorates ah! her and ah! makes her turn on the dials if you didn't yeah. already. Um, so you've done everything. You do have movement if you wish to move. Uh, if I do move, they'll get an opportunity to attack. If you move out of range of him, yes. Mm. I'd like to get out of this hole. It is no longer like sticky mud because the shaman is dead, so you are able to sort of easily get out if you wish to. Uh, I'll get out. Okay, where are you headed towards? Um, I'll head towards, uh... Five to get up here, and then where I'll are you I'll head going? towards a, a dot, I guess. Okay. 10, 15, 20, 25? Yeah, that's fine. Great. So, uh, so Bizarre kind of hops up out of the pit now that the ground's hard. It is going to make a opportunity attack. Uh, 18 to hit? Nope. Oh, it's kind of slow as it swings its big sword down. It isn't able to get you. Okay. Uh, I think it's me. No, Lizard. Uh, oh, no, Lizard. Oh, sorry, my cup is Well, uh, that's We'll do the easy one first. It's right next to Graven. He's going to make his multi-attack here, the Lizard Folk. How do you friend? Mm-hmm. Great, but... Better than me is what you're trying to not Do the shield guys have multis as well? Yes, yes. they do. Yeah. They do a shield and a yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, that is uh, 15 to hit. Miss. And 16 to hit. Hits. That one hits? Yeah. You take four piercing damage. Uh, slashing damage, sorry. As it slashes with a sword. And the other two, they kind of, Dodd kind of slipped up out of the way and they kind of chase him down. Yeah, don't bring them over to me! Shit, 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 shit. I don't want to do it that way so they can see a little better. Um, and they're both going to make their attacks. This is. Uh, one of those hits. And one of those hits. So two hits. I know hits. it's not your fault, but why are you there? <laughs> Uh, six piercing damage and three piercing, so nine total. So as Dodd's kind of lining up his next shot, he's not even looking, and he kind of gets pelted with a couple of stabbing attacks of the lizard folk. That is it. Safira, you are up. Okay. Roaring bear form here with its wolf head. 
Yes. As it kind of reaches. I have her. a question. Yes. If I have a multi-attack, can I do one of my attacks on this guy and then bolt over and get yes. this guy? You I can, can split up multi-attacks. Okay, yeah. and then I should have. I should. I should have a, no advantage on this guy and advantage on this guy because she's within five feet of him. Oh. Uh, because um, of pack tactics? Yes. Right? What were you going to say? You have advantage on him yes. because he still has the guiding bolt on him. So, oh, yes. so you would have advantage, advantage on both, on both of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Great. So first swipe, you can also decide. So I'm, I'm rolling for the shaman right now. Right. Um, okay. 20 to hit. That hits. 20. That hits. Roll for damage. Okay. And he is injured already. Do I get? Did we decide if I get classes as bear? Okay, one yeah. for one attack. It'll right, for one attack. It once per okay. turn. Um, and you can choose so not to use it now if you want to save it. For I the other. would like to use okay. it on the shaman, Great. I think, because um, that's what Dodd said. Mm-hmm. True. Um, is this D eight? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was eleven total damage. Eleven total damage. With one boom, giant swipe, he gets ragdolled like the oh, bear yeah, claw goes out and yeah. he like bounces between a couple Sweet of the trees and spills to the ground. Yeah. You feel the ground solidifying beneath your feet. In addition, Graven's armor, the glow begins to turn from it back to a regular sort of. Okay, now I'm gonna color. like barrel towards this. <laughs> I'm like, like coming at this guy and making a huge. Walking on two legs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I look like uh, the stupidest the bear. bear. Um, I have 35 feet of movement. Right, you uh, so you're kind of on the edge of a pit. I want to stay on the edge, and I kind of want to reach and like try to get. The ground has also right rehardened a little bit because of uh, the shaman being dead, so it's easy to traverse. And I get advantage again on this one, right? Oh god. Okay. 22. That hits. Roll for damage. Oh. You cannot use Colossus Lair. Yes, I know. Okay. Oh, um, seven. Seven. Wait, actually, is that wrong? No, is that's it just no, that's five right. Plus one? Uh, no, it's it's plus my strength as well, oh, so great. seven. Seven damage, great. Oh, okay. okay. That's it. All right. So you hear a... the roar of severe, and you're in the pit, but then you see over the side the sort of wolf head come over, and one giant swipe kind of <laughs> knocks the creature to the side a little bit. All right, it's Graven. Okay. Graven. <sighs> I'm gonna try to. Uh... I can move now, right? Yes, the ground has solidified. Right. I'm gonna risk the hit, and I'm gonna try to run over to. Actually, can I get where I'm within thirty feet of all four of them? Sure. Let's do the attack opportunity first. So that's yeah. five feet to get up and out. Uh, that twenty twenty to hit dirty yeah. twenty. That's, um, that's a regular lizard guy next to you. You take. Uh, Four uh, slashing damage. Four slashing damage. As, just as you're getting up out of the pit, he kind of nips at your heels with his sword. Okay, so that's five feet of movement. Where are we going? So I want to get where there's a 30 feet, within 30 feet of all of them, so kind of in the middle. 10, 15. That appro- yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's within 30 feet of everything except this one. And I'll do, I'll draw an all the uh, You have 30 feet of movement? Yeah. 30. No, not oh, quite. So you can't quite get all this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll just start to draw on all the light and radiance of the dawn. So that's constitution saving constitution throw? saving throws for all. Great. We will start with the one that you just ran from. Uh, that is a twelve fail. Fails. Nice. Uh, then we'll go uh, counterclockwise. So the one next to Orba. 
seven. Fail. The one, yes. this one next to Dodd. Come on. Uh, Sixteen. Pass. And then the last one next to Dodd. Uh, Twelve. Fail. So all of them except oh, this one fail. God. There we go. Okay, so that is Bing Bong. Two D ten <laughs> plus my cleric level. Nineteen for the fails, <laughs> and eight for the uh, yeah. right. No, nine. Nine. Uh, Eighteen. Nine. Nineteen. Yes. Excuse me. Nineteen Rather on the fails and nine on the. On so the with a sale. blinding flash. Oh, oh wait, so, it's more than that. It's plus my cleric level. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. <laughs> so twenty-three. Twenty-three oh my for the fails. An eleven. An 11 on the, the flash of light goes out, oh, and everyone has to look away as the light sort of pours over them. And when they open their eyes again, there's it. just one lizard folk standing there with his sword as the other three have been sort of obliterated from the light. Dog kind of wow. opens his eyes, he's yes. blinking a little bit, and he looks to Graven. And I, I, whatever movement I have left, because I think I still you have. You still have like, uh, five, ten, fifty. You have fifteen feet of movement. I'll like with mace in the air, like start to run, screaming towards that one. Oh, Jesus! Oh, Thank you for making right. that. All right, That changed everything that I thought. That I had is to do. the best <laughs> blow yeah. I've like that ever had. Really that or killing the Annex brother. The Annex brother. That guy didn't choice. even get a no. turn. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's true. My goody goodness, did this. That um, okay. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm at a loss. We're. Uh, so what's the? This is still indented, but it's no longer. Yeah, it's it's. You can just hop down there. It's it's not. The ground is hardened. It's just like slightly depressed into the ground a little bit. Okay, you guys seem to have that one under control. <laughs> Maybe. And I can't get there. So I'm going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. 20. You can hop down. Without, time. like, that doesn't, like, take away movement. It's no, just like you clean. can hop down. Yeah. Okay, so I'll hop down there 20, then. Right and, yeah, we'll do two-handed quarter snap attack on that guy. Great. Uh, 16 to hit. That hits. There we go. Um, He's out of here. Uh, seven bludgeoning damage. Uh, seven bludgeoning damage, great. And then... Uh, and then I'm simply... Those are the, he's a shieldy guy there. Yeah? Yes. One shield guy and one regular. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to... I use 25, 30, 35... Uh, okay, I'm gonna use flurry and blows. <laughs> we'll probably take a little rest after this, I imagine. <laughs> oh, thank God. 24 to hit. Hits, roll for damage. Get him, get him, get him. Oh. Uh, seven bludgeoning. Merlin damage. likes to start cool and heat up. He's <laughs> 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 dragged around a bit. You know. Biding my time. Seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. And. Dex save. Oh, Jesus. Uh, nine. Fails, so he falls prone. Right in the back. Uh, 15 to hit? 15 misses. Okay, great. Oh. So he, as he's getting knocked down, Earl tries to go in for one last strike, but he kind of tips back just at that time. I am down. still going to... My laser pointer is... <laughs> the, yeah, has, I put tape on yeah, yeah. I know. I am going to move... That was 25 feet to get me there, I believe. So I'm going to go... Uh, 30, 
35, 40 towards 40. the group. It does get a attack with disadvantage. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, uh, 15? 15 misses. Okay. Oh, uh, so as you see it swing its shield yeah, at you as you try to get up. Step back. Yeah. All right. That's my turn. Orba. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but Orba can cast a Thunder Wave again uh, with a cube that doesn't hit any horses, just this guy, right? I believe that is true. It's, it's 15 foot move, cube. Maybe? Yes. Uh, so you're right there. 5, 10, 15... 5, 10, 15. Yes, you can draw a cube that only hits that creature. Yes. I'm pissed. All right, she's going <laughs> to raise her palms with all of her remaining strength and slam her palms together for a level 2 Thunder Wave again. Okay. So go ahead and make a... Jeez. I'm mad. Constitution <laughs> saving throw. I'm pulling out all her level yeah. 2 spells. Uh, 19. Still does half, I think. Yeah, it does half. It doesn't push him, though. Uh, so three... He's not uh, adjacent to you. Yeah, I want him to get away from oh. Dodd. So he takes five thunder damage. Five thunder damage, great. He sort of covers his ears just in time, having seen you do it before. Keeps himself partially protected. Uh, and then Orba's gonna like take up, let's say, five feet back. Okay, you can move further. It's no longer, you know, difficult. I just want to stay next to my horse. I think. Okay, great. Uh, okay, that's me. Okay. Uh, the shamans—they're dead. They're so dead. Dog. Dawn, great. So this time he sort of takes an action to put his bow away. He has a free action for that to put a weapon away. And he takes out his nunchaku again and <laughs> goes to okay. smack the guy there. I love Dawn's fighting. Um, it's 23. Real fun tip. That is a 8 bludgeoning damage. Mm. Great, so turns around, <laughs> smacks him, um, and he can still do his multi-attack because it was a free action to swap weapons. Uh, twenty something did. Uh, Twenty two did. <laughs> twenty. Twenty enough. Seventeen. And enough. Uh, th- uh, four bludgeoning damage there. Great. So he goes in with two quick strikes, and he starts stays there. Uh, that's it. Shield next. He sort of picks himself up, and he hops up out of things. So it's half movement. Very grateful. He doesn't uh, care about our horses. Uh, yep. can get oh, he still can get to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Um, he had, t- you had 10 feet up. Ah. Yeah. He had never defeated um, So it multi-attack here. <laughs> exactly. One shield, one sword. Um, that is poopy. 11 to hit. Misses. And then that's better. Uh, 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. That you take uh, six slashing damage, misses with the shield, then slices across with the sword. And that's it. Uh, bizarre. bizarre. Okay, so seeing that there's, they got the, the one guy, I'm gonna go over to Erlen's guy. Okay, turn back. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> And I'm gonna try to attack. Okay. Zara <laughs> walks over to it. I'm like, <laughs> one moment, please. Let me take a yeah. sip. Um, Swinging a four times. Let me see if I lay one attack. Subtract one d4 from the number required for a critical hit. If the attack hits and the do target. Do one at a time. Do oh, yeah, that. Do one d4. So go ahead and roll that. Oh, is that crit one? Yeah. Three. Three. So you only need a 17 or better to get a critical hit. Ah. So go ahead and make the attack roll. Come on, B. A natural 17. Or yeah, it has to be a natural 17 or better. 
No. That doesn't look like it. It's a two. Worst oh. thing she could roll. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, it is. Literally the so worst it number. <laughs> so it just, it clangs against, it's kind it's of spiked seven, shapes. Yeah. Pieces of it chip oh. off a little bit. Um, I'll use my action surge. Okay, right. And I will try to hit him again. Damn it. She did it. <laughs> I was about to. anything else? You can so, still, oh, no. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm almost out. So. Go ahead. Action surge. Very hard to say. It is. Okay, 23. That, that would have been damage. better before. <laughs> uh, five damage. Was it a 17? Great, five damage, great. Smashes <laughs> him with a flail. Oh. Oops. There you go. Okay. And so you see him move the shield out of his way after he kind of absorbs a little bit of the attack. You can see his eyes kind of blurring a little bit, his little sort of yellow eyes kind of unfocused as they're... He's still up, but... Uh, but Stunned. <laughs> Anything else? Um, how's? Oh, I'm not five feet from him. Oh, but sure. Uh, oh, from, from Dodd. Oh, yes, you're not five. Feet. Oh, I can move though. Can I still have more movement? Uh, five, ten feet to get there. I think it was so ten, uh, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Ooh, I'll I'll do that. So that's uh, another attack of opportunity. Fine. She's fine. Um, 14 to hit. No. Right, so it has to shove back no. the shield. And then, uh, I think this will help. Because it's the only thing I have left. Um, choose 1d4 targets within 5 feet of you. Add 2d4 to their AC against the next attack that target huh. that targets them. Right. Well, just in case, I guess, that sure. gets another turn. So then, um, 2d4. So it adds that to his AC. Uh, choose 1d4 targets. Yeah, there's only one person next to him. Oh, so you can oh, oh, oh I don't know. Okay, so... Three, seven. So increase his AC by seven until you're nice. nice. Oh, that's me. So Bazaar kind of comes over and she's got her shield kind of up over his head oh, a little sick. bit. She's holding her flail out, <laughs> protecting him. That's okay, it. great. Is the tank empty? Tank's empty. Okay. Oh, oh, you have that cool steam thing. Just in case. All right. Uh, is this the resident regular lizard? Great. Yeah. So he's gonna go in here and you know he doesn't know what Bazaar is really doing, so he's gonna go in for two attacks here. Oh, the attack. Uh, ooh, one was a 19, but that's not gonna hit wow. with Bazaar. As it goes in for the attack, Bazaar kind of shoves her shield in front and clangs off. Wow! Uh, those attacks are gonna hit there. What a hero, Huge. man! What a hero! And the creature is gonna retreat. <laughs> Plan that out so well. It sort of well. sees that it's blown and land, and it starts to move in the opposite direction. No way! Fuck you, buddy. 30 dots. Oh, you think you're getting away? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's no chocolate house. So it's gonna make. Uh, missed. Swing is wide, but not chocolate. Okay. Uh, that was regular lizard. Um, okay, I'm gonna make I th- I'm gonna make sort a run evenly for, between the two. Yeah, I'm gonna going make for? a run for this guy. Which one? This um, one? Yeah, and okay. I think I guess the best path for me to do that is you can like, jump down into the thing and up. I think you have yeah. enough either way. Five, Watch out! I'm on top of Orla. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then I huge animal just flies oh. by her. <laughs> They're not my, my friends Scratch are not with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make regular attack roll. Uh. 12 to hit? That doesn't hit, no. But don't you have a multi-attack? Uh, yes. So second attack. Oh. 15 to hit. That hits. Nice. Over damage. Okay. And he is hurt. <laughs> Come on. Uh... No, that was not the right. That was... Well, where's the D8? There's some D stuff. Okay. 
Seven total damage. Seven total damage. Okay, great. Okay. Gonna come in with a big bear paw. <laughs> Womp him on the back there. Still alive. Uh, yeah, and I guess I'll... Actually, I think I'm gonna uh, use... If I have any remaining movement, I'll try to use it to kind of get towards this guy. I like... think you can move five feet this way. Oh, well, okay. Oh, is there some actually, down? never mind. I'll just stay. Okay. It's not worth it. <laughs> is there what? There's just this guy? Oh, yeah, and yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I didn't yep. think there was. Maybe I don't want to see the time. Okay. Camera can see. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Graves. Graves. Bear's got this one. I'll turn it on towards the one with Erland and uh, go for a... 20? Mm-hmm. I'll try to uh, ding his dong on his way over, actually. So okay, I'll do a wall running. I'll do a, a win- oh, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. That is a nine. <laughs> it will fail. Okay. And he's definitely been uh, he hurt, has been right? Hurt. Okay, yes. so he will take a d12. Necrotic. Right. Uh, Eleven. And he's sort of holding up his shield as if because you're running towards kind of with your mace, but then you hold your hand out and the sound rings out and it, from behind he seems like he got hit by something and he falls forward nice. on his face. You keep ground. doing stuff. Right before my turn, that changes what I wanted to do. <laughs> but good work. Um, did you? We'll say that was on the way. Yeah. Do you I'll, want to move elsewhere? That I'll was turn feet of movement. Run towards and the uh, 15, 20, 20, 30 feet. Yeah. Great. Okay. Right. All right. I'm gonna move max distance towards this guy. So that's 40 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 doesn't get you there. Alright, we're taking a rest, right, gang? I'm gonna use a key point to use. To take one more big step. To take one more <laughs> big step towards the guy. Oh my god. Uh, and I'm gonna do a two handed quarter step. You better hit him at this point. Really, truly. <laughs> oh no! Uh, 13 to hit? Not it. Really great at getting around the place. Really great at really working hard at moving. Around, you love bopping and bopping. Uh, There's a big bear in the way that yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, that's true. To be fair, I am. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to stay there. Okay. <laughs> that's my turn. What All a right. stupid Torba. turn. Torba's turn. Um, that's the only thing left. So she's just going to go ahead and cast... Uh, it was trying to run away, right? Yeah, fireball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gonna get thunderclap on all my yeah. teammates to push them toward the. Yeah. <laughs> Go get them. That would be into some next level strategies. That'd push your cool. teammates toward the. Uh... <laughs> That'd be real cool. She's gonna like squat down, jump as high as she can to get over that little lip, and she's gonna cast Cute. ray of frost at the dude, and I get advantage because I haven't used my advantage yet. Oh, oh wow. Feeling the war cry? I've only done saving uh, Fenster's war cry. Wait, you can do it whenever? <laughs> no, she hadn't made an attack oh, while they were saving for us. Fenster really came through for us. Uh, 17 to hit. That hits. Nice. Great. Fenster. Oh my god, Fenster's gonna win this. Three damage. <laughs> Three, Three damage. Three cold damage okay. and uh, reduced movement by 10 feet. Okay, great. He goes out and he's, you can see him is slowing as he's kind of running off into the woods there, attempting to. Uh, the... Uh, Dodd. Uh, Dodd, great. He sort of spins around, gonna put it away, takes his bow out. That's dead. Two fire. Come on, buddy. Finish it. Let's do it, Dodd. Only one of them hits. Next damage. Next damage. Uh, five damage. Doesn't quite do it. NPC still hasn't If he's trying to run away, do we get opportunity attacks? Uh, well, he hasn't moved yet. If he attempts to. And Dodd rattles off the arrow. He isn't able to get the second one to hit. Um, but then he kind of, uh, he looks like he's headed towards Orba to see if she's okay there. Um, and that's his turn. Uh, BZ. 
I'll move as close as I can get. 15, 20, 25. Oh, Take oh anyway. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I'm in the way. <laughs> I mean... Oh, gosh. What? I could it's... do it. I exhale scolding steam on the target <gasps> within 20 feet of you. The target must make a DC 7 plus X. This is the... the We're going to break this down because it's the first time we've used it. So. Yeah. It's so complicated. It's, tell us what it is. What's it called? Yeah. It's called. Oh yeah, actually. Tell us what it looks like because we're about to know what's in your little jacket, BZ. Oh. Okay, so the target must make a DC seven plus X dexterity saving throw or take Y. Sorry, give me the numbers one more time. Okay. Is it within twenty feet? Yep. Yes. Must make a DC seven plus X dexterity saving throw. Or take YD4 fire damage. <laughs> X, oh, y, X plus Y must equal 12, but you may choose the exact balance. <sighs> yeah. After using this ability, the jacket cannot be used again until it's vented during a long rest. So, for those watching, this is how it works. Basically, the, the idea is you can make the saving throw as difficult as you want. The more difficult you make the saving throw, the less damage it does. The easier you make the saving throw, the more damage it does if it hits. So, Bizarra reaches in, and as you, you can feel that the tank's empty, and as you breathe in, you can feel the hot liquid kind of down your throat. And this stream of steam comes out. How are you going to break it down for us here? He's been hit a lot, right? Yes, but that doesn't affect saving throws. Oh. Are you asking about HP, though? Oh, you're, yeah, you're trying to see how much damage he might have taken. He has taken a number of hits. Okay, so... So you can make Y kind of low-ish, because that's how many D6 he's going to take. <laughs> D4. D4. Oh, D4, I'm sorry. Math! Yeah. Math! So, okay. Very oh, my much. gosh. So, uh, it's all right. Take a okay, second. Okay, so X... And so for example, squared equals Z squared. No, for example, if you chose three for the X value, yeah. he would have to make a throw a saving throw of ten or better. So that's but okay. he would take nine or not nine. Yeah, ninety-four damage. Or you uh, could make it even more difficult for him to pass save. it, but it would do a little bit less damage. Okay. So start with three. That's a good easy because that's half and half. That's ten. So do you want to make it more difficult than ten for him to roll his save? I will do my first one. Four. Four. Okay. So he's a saving throw of eleven. Mm-hmm. It's a dexterity That's pretty save good, right? of eleven. It no, it's not half damage. No, it's not half okay. damage. It's Four is pretty good. Eleven's hard to do. What kind of is it a straight check? Like is there no, a it's dexterity save? Oh, okay. If you think he's dexterous. Are they dexterous? I can't uh, tell. No, not particularly, no. because we know that their their dexterity modifier is at least not more We're than We're going to have to use it a couple times yeah, so to get the last right. Whatever, let's just so try it. If it doesn't work, there's what one not? left. What could it do? That is a dex save of 11, Okay. which means, so you added four, which means that he would be rolling, if he fails, you would roll uh, 8d4. Hilarious. On a fail. Whew. So, okay. we're gonna make his dexterity saving. Oh, I see. I see. Maybe I should have changed that. Okay. I, I haven't rolled it yet. Do you want to make it harder and it would do less damage? Whatever makes Whatever the level one happy. Let me, I'm let's do five. Okay. The save's gonna be 12. Just like Price is Right. <laughs> yeah. And it will be 74. Yeah, 74 is plenty. All right. 
That is a 10. <laughs> oh my god. So roll 70. Do you want yes, extra yes, D4s? Yes, yes, yes. I want to do all. Okay. This mother. Oh, yes, I can't Three. wait. Right, let me just, oh yeah, I got you. I got. Oh, no, yeah. no, we got it. We got it. Three, six. <laughs> They're adding it up for you. Oh, I'm marking how many I'm doing. Nine. <laughs> She's at. Don't worry. Twelve. <laughs> no, yeah. This can't be right. Sixteen. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four. Oh my god. Nineteen. What? <laughs> You have like, like two HP left. The thing's has like three yeah. HP. Yeah. Yeah, yes, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and Bizarre exhales the stream of hot steam that goes sputtering out, and it's sort of the flecks of it get on the bear a little bit. It doesn't do any damage, but you can feel it kind of stinging a little bit. And Erlen watches it sort of careen over his shoulder. And after the steam kind of falls, you see him sort of twitch a little bit, and he turns, and you can see these kind of already these pustules, sort of the burn marks on his skin, Woo! and the scales sort of some of the scales on his back are like falling right. off from the extreme heat as he kind of twitches and falls to the ground. What the hell was that? I didn't and that's where we will. End. <laughs> 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 and that is where we will pick it up oh next my week. Oh my You're in so much trouble. Oh, no. oh my god. Oh, I'm so excited. With the first oh. use of... You didn't tell us about your new toy. She had bad agita. She just. She, she, Listen. She, I had a little tummy and just had to. That. Don't worry. I will say it was definitely. The, it's visually very different from a fire breathing potion because okay. it's steam, not fire. I mean, I can tell some details. Yeah, that being said, there's certainly no indication that it's Mike related. No, it's, no, it's just something it's very just obvious. Yes, it was something you have not seen. Oh my god. And it was right over my shoulder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. I sweat. So Bizarre chases down oh, the final lizard. Oh, goodness. Were you down to one HP there? No, no three before the ten. Okay. Yeah. She was. I. I, I could have had 19 AC. I could have had 19 AC. Fun fact about nunchucks. I could have stayed alive. I used to be a nunchuck computer. <gasps> really? Editor. Oh my god. In, in like combat or sort of what? a dance. In like, like I would make up combinations and go to tournaments and. Oh my god. This is you, not Zara. You no, this are. This is Leah Pressman in real life. Bringing so your set from home next week. Oh, yes. oh they, 10 out yes, of 10. This was like a good story. So, <laughs> like, makeup dances, and then at all the belt ceremonies, I would perform before the belt ceremonies. What? For the family and friends. Do you have a pair at home? Yes, I do. Bring them next week! <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do a demonstration no, here, but... Not at my, my, at my parents' house. Yes. Oh, we have oh. been But I can like, obtain them. Yeah, I've known you for like two years. How do we not know that? that? You guys know I got a black belt in karate? No! You no. never mentioned it! <laughs> that, and tune in next time. <laughs> I can give you... I can bring the footage. Our tank is a tank in real life, too. Next episode's going to be three and a half hours. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, if I knew that, I would have made you the monk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he brings out his nunchuck as I'm like, oh my god. Okay, well that was the most stressful episode. That was not. That Thank was you all so much lot. for joining us. An exciting fight to end the night after some sort of wacky adventures along the trail. We will pick it up. Wacky next adventures. We. Uh, Fenster was a little wacky. 
We'll pick it up next week with chapter 58. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yes, we have a lot of things to shout out. First off, Lord Gasumba hosted us for like a billion people. So thank you all so much. Thank you guys. Lord Gasumba, thank you for your continued sort of support. If you guys haven't seen their stuff, it's awesome. They have the best. I wish I had that basement basement. room, whatever that is. He has like minis. Oh my gosh. It's our the side um, of our apartment. I've been it? using the same like <laughs> tokens for it's it's really cool. You should check it out. Um uh Comrades Hotel gifted a sub, then uh Canadian Ancient Gamer gifted two subs, and then Somber gifted six subs. Thank you guys so much. Um I, I, I know we have a little tile for it on our overlay, but even if you were gifted a sub and you want to put your like a little message or something to us yeah, in our guest book, we'll show it after the stream. That's what we end and begin every stream with. Please go ahead and send us a DM on Tabletop Notch. Um, also, if you're new, please go ahead and check out our YouTube, which has a ton of recaps of past episodes. We're kind of in a new storyline at the moment, mm-hmm. but there's also a really fun Instagram with a lot of silly stuff on it. Yeah, check it out. It's updated very frequently. Jordan does a great job with all the videos. So the gram for like lols and YouTube and information. Yeah. Well, the gram has information. Yeah. It's basically short form, long form. Yeah. You want to watch yeah. the whole thing? <laughs> exactly. You want the tidbits? A minute cat you want the juicy tidbits? To go to. Um, so thank you everybody yeah. who joined. This awesome. is lovely. We hope to see you next week where the, the adventure continues. Uh, Dodd putting his money where his mouth is there. You got some good knocks yeah. in there during the fight. Oh, his combat cool. style is very His combat cool. style is so cool. He's more badass than I think all of us a little um, bit. Well, I, I don't always make like a full step. Well, I mean, no one's NPCs, more badass But because you're him. traveling with him, like I made like a full yeah. sort of one. He can't, I can't do. We just, we all do like, I don't like, like, will you be a new Jillian? <laughs> <laughs> Take us away. Yeah. Yeah. We can't be responsible for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We need a yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Oh, we'll see you me. next week. Yeah. Chapter 58. We'll see you there. Oh, Have a good night. Oh my gosh. Good night. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend or leave us a nice review on the podcast app of your choice? There is always room in our party for more adventurers, despite what Kuzni may think. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and as my friends the Ackley Elves like to say, your presence is a gift.